That could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your Hulkbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. Alright. Welcome in everybody. It is Wednesday, December 27th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you from the world famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Louisville, Kentucky. UofL College of Business hooking you up with an MBA in just 12 months or less. Visit business.louisville.edu if that's in your 2024 plans to get your start your journey started today. We're on the air today from 305 until 6 here on 1450 AM. 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what's better? It's the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on uh, the, the return show after a little holiday break. And I'm already going to have to do something. So I brought in headphones. I got new headphones for Christmas. And the, the vibration in my ears is just outrageous right now. So I'm, I'm going to have to switch these out real quick. Trevor, how are you? I'm fine. I, I'm Sound a little rough over there, buddy. Is it just the vibration in your ears and in your throat too? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. It's, it's a, hold on. One, one, okay, give, me one, give me one second here. I'll give you one second. How was your Christmas? Spitball for a second. <laughs> it was a banner day, Christmas holiday in the Kelsey Manor again. Uh, went, went pretty well. Saw 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 my aunt on uh, Christmas Eve. Saw my uncle. Saw my cousin. Uh, watched a Wonderful Life twice. Did not watch nice. Christmas Story once. Nah, not nice. Uh, I, I did not one time did I even stop on the on TNT or TBS at one point. And flip it over. I just I don't know why. It's, I, every year, at least I stopped there going through the guide at least once. Um, since I guess probably since I've been doing this marathon since what like the mid nineties, I think early nineties when yeah, I started. Yeah, it sounds right. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I just I, honest. I think I only watched maybe two minutes of even Christmas Vacation this year. I didn't watch Christmas Vacation at all, which I, makes me sad. I, I stopped on it one time. Uh, it was <laughs> your favorite when he goes to the store and meets Mary. Yeah, uh, which got you, you know, your uh, the, uh, the I guess the nuns in Trinity uh, very upset. It was actually Holy Trinity. Holy it was our Trinity. religious teacher, religion teacher. <laughs> yeah, turned the movie off. <laughs> a little bit nipply out. Uh, Nobody should turn the radio off now on me. But uh, I just I watched that scene for you know a, a minute and then turned it back over to something else, and that was pretty much it. Uh, didn't I watched some football? Didn't watch any basketball, which I don't think I was alone in when you see the ratings from that that uh, Christmas Day. And uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much it. I didn't uh, collect a nice little gift. They had had DoorDash last night on you. Thanks to the Rutherford for Christmas gift. Nice. Uh, a little B Dubs had some teriyaki wings and some bourbon barbecue wings. So all in all, uh, not too shabby. Now it's time to turn the focus to uh, you know in the in the Louisville year on a good high note tonight. I'm with you. By the way, record record earliest show tweet ever today. 
Yeah, I, I, well, I had to do it on my phone because I had a video. So I, I had it saved like before I left the house because like we always come in here, we're kind of rushed. I can't do that on the computer. So I already had it like when I, when I got in here at like 50. So I just like, eh, well, I wanted to check my mentions, but I couldn't because I had the, the tweet and the drafts. So I just went ahead and hit post. Okay. <laughs> I, I looked at your Twitter account before I even came in, into the studio today, and it was like five minutes still, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's up already? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, ready to go. There's no Very hold. ready. He's very focused. I mean, I know I know you were, you were if you bought yesterday, you said you were, you know, obviously the, the, the throat's bothering you. I can tell still. I personally yesterday thought you were trying to avoid last Tuesday TV day of the year. No. Because uh, <laughs> I told you I was only going to go to the end of the year with that team, and you were like, okay. And yesterday would have been the last day of it. So yeah, I, I personally thought that was your agenda, but clearly you, you do have issues with the throat. I, yeah, it was. So I lost my voice the two days before Christmas. It was it was bad. It was getting bad. Like I, I said before, like, we all have bugs. It's just, you know. It, Plus, in our kids, business, losing your voice kind of comes Not good. Year, not, yeah. not, not ideal. And th- this is as good as it's been since, like, the 23rd. So, um, I woke up yesterday. I mean, you know, we didn't really know if we were doing. First of all, we we yeah, nobody else was doing shows yesterday, which I did not know. Like there was no communication about that. I wake up. I'm like, I can't talk. Like legit, cannot talk. And I I see, hey, oh, we're not doing any shows on our station. Oh, nobody else is doing any shows on their station. I was unaware of it too myself, to be yeah. honest with you. So I hit you up and I'm like, one, I can't talk. Two, nobody else seems to be doing shows. So I think that we're probably good to not be on the air, especially since we have the game tomorrow and all this stuff. But yeah, the, the 25th, like I legit had no voice, which was, it's terrible for the holidays. Like we go to, to Mary's hometown, you know, her, her family's there, her, all of her cousins are there and people are, you know, they're, they're trying to talk to me. You know, they're, they're trying, I can't, they keep forgetting that I can't like say anything. So I'm like, yeah, I can't believe they didn't fire Kenny Payne either. Like the whole night, I'm like, this is this is terrible. Like I posted a video on Instagram in the morning of you just done like the face, the, just the nod, and the, pretty much. Mm-hmm, I'm yeah, like, yeah, thumbs up. I'm trying to keep because also like you know I'm trying to save the voice up for radio too. So like you know, I'm trying not to talk as much as possible, which is sort of hard when you're doing you know Christmas and you're trying to be social and you're trying to talk to people. Like I posted an Instagram story of like the morning where the kids are running out and they're seeing their presents and stuff, and and people are like, it sounds like I'm just like trying to whisper for whatever reason, but I'm like, John, did you get a bike? I'm like, no, I just, I, I couldn't talk. So hopefully this will go well. Hopefully I, I will hold up for the next three hours, but uh, working our way back, trying to to get healthy again. But it's you know it's a big day. We're ending what has been a wildly successful and fun Louisville football season. We have a lot to look forward to. I think with the football program, you know. For the rest of the offseason, but today it's all about the Holiday Bowl, Louisville versus USC, eight o'clock on Fox. Um, definitely excited to watch the cards one last time. Also excited to have something to distract us from from basketball talk. Like after this, it's like, well, <laughs> you buckle up. We got three months of this uh, up ahead, but we'll talk about all that stuff throughout the course of today's show. We want to hear from you, of course, on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Uh, Trev. I, I, I didn't hear your response because I was trying to put my. Which I, I guess I'm never going to get to use alternate headphones. Like I, I got these new headphones, I thought they'd be perfect. Like I, I don't know if I need to change something, whatever. But it was like booming echo in my ears. Like I can't do that. So I, I guess we'll have to to move on. But I didn't hear how, how was the Christmas. I know you said banner, another banner year at the Kelsey House. I, I know you relaxed banner. watching football. Sorry, I, I butchered the quote. <laughs> how, how was the uh, the extended break there? Four days away from me. How, how are you feeling? I missed you, and then I, I came in, and you got here. You walked by me, didn't even give me the finger like normal, and then you walked and you closed your door. I mean, I mean, I feel like I need the first commercial break. I, mean, I can't wait to get to the, the hit the hit the spots that starts. So like run there, give you a hug. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I missed you, little man. 
Yeah. <laughs> I miss you too. Uh, no, no, really, I didn't. Uh, I haven't watched Barbie yet for the textures out there that are interested. Um, but I did pretty much just, I got, I've been caught up in another Game of Thrones marathon. Like, I, 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 really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, a couple, like last week, I guess it was, I started, you know, I me, mean, I go through, you know, binge, binge groups. And I just like, I was like, I'm just going to watch the first episode again for, for some reason. And the next thing I know, I'm like almost done with season two now last night. Just like binging through it again as usual, waiting to get to the, the, the season seven to where I can be like, yeah, I'm done. Tap out. I don't have to watch anymore. Yeah, we, we, late season six, you can tap out. You're fine. Yeah, and then I'll probably jump forward to the. I'll probably I'll probably end it with watching the the battle of, the battle of Winterfell from season eight, which is the only episode in season eight I, I think worth watching. Yeah, it, it, I like that one, even though it's, it's it's too dark to see anything. It really is too dark to it see is, a lot. It is hard. I, I like. I remember watching. I think like everybody else, I was like. This damn TV! Like, how do we get this fixed? Like, like we're, we're missing everything. And then I saw like, I'm like, oh, everybody's having the same complaint. It was sad. I remember like when that season. It wasn't just that episode. The whole season was kind of like that way because, like, I remember watching the first one. I'm like, okay, it's kind of hard to see anything. But but the third episode, which is the Winterfell episode, like I'm turning like all the lights off in my house except for my TV. I know. Like just trying to see. Like, like my mom walks out. She's like, "What's going on in here? Like <laughs> nothing. Just a couple dudes watching Game of Thrones in, in the dark." Leave us alone. Yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I, I felt, speaking of, of not being on the air yesterday, the only, because like, nobody's working yesterday. Nobody's doing anything. Like, I, I didn't get a ton of, hey, man, like, you know, I haven't checked the text line, but I, I, there were no tweets. There were no people like, no show today or anything like that. I think people just assume that there's no radio on when there's no radio on throughout the city. But the one person who gave me crap yesterday, do you want to guess who it was? Uh, who was it? Scooter Dangus. Well, Scooter, 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 Scooter like, texted me at like 2.30 He goes, you guys doing a show? He's same thing And I, I, I was like, we're off to, I, was, I was like, you know, no show today We'll be back tomorrow And he's like, what am I going to listen to on my drive home? I'm like, so sorry we're not working on a holiday for you, Scoots The Indiana fan who does a Kentucky show Wants to hear the L show in the afternoon Just so he has something to listen to How do you know we weren't doing a show at 2.30, though? I'm curious Like He texted me, he's like, no show today? And I'm like, it's 2.30, how would you I'm assuming he, well, because he texted me And, and I told him no Oh, so you're like, maybe, told, okay he, So he just wanted to give us both crap yeah, I mean, what the hell, man? I, I, I thought I assumed he did a show yesterday. I didn't even know they were out yesterday. No one told me Harris he wasn't going to do the show. Yeah, no one did shows. I mean, is that is that a thing? I thought you only did like, I didn't know you got the extra day off when when Christmas or landed on a weekday. I thought you just got Christmas Day off. No, what? I mean, like most of my friends, like none of my friends work for like these two weeks. I it's assumed insane. we were supposed to work yesterday. I mean, I when you told me you weren't feeling well, I was like, you know, I hope you feel better, but you know, I'll take back to bed for me, but. I felt I, like I feel okay. I just I sound like crap, and and this is yeah, ten yeah. times better than it was yesterday. Like Mary called from you know, she was with the kids in like in Springfield. I'd gone home earlier to be with the dog, and she's like she's like hey like we're on the way. I'm like okay cool. And she's like yeah. <laughs> she's like no better. I was like nope no no better. This is a lot better today. So no, I've been there. I've it, it, it comes with the territory of doing radio when you talk as much as we do for for, for three days for five days of the week, and then like you said when you get home, I mean like I was the same thing. I. I my Christmas was very minor. It was just my uncle and my cousin, and I yet still probably answered what What's up with Kenny Payne? Like seventeen times. I know. Yeah, that was a, a lot I of mean, that. I still can't. I got a present from a friend of mine. It says from your favorite coach, Kenny Payne. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up and expected to see a dog turd. It was a nice pair of shoes, which so I got a new pair of shoes this year for Christmas. That which is cool. It's, I guess the kids call them kicks, but you know, all well, they, you know, they did like twenty years ago. Well, they, they still call them kicks. What, what do the kids call the shoes now? 
I don't know, shoes. <laughs> they don't have, they don't have a nickname for Zeke Kicks. Yeah. yeah, I think it's still the same. I don't Slippers. Think I don't Slippers. think that's changed since you and I were in high school. They didn't have a new name for shoes. I don't, yeah, sure. <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should come up with one, can't we? Grubs. We're as cool, we're as, cool as anybody, anybody else. For no reason. Just grubs. Grubs. Sure. Yeah, when, when I was, you know, Mary's extended family, like her, her uncles and her cousins who are all UK fans, they were trying to do the thing where it was like, you, you got to give Kenny time. Still, the same thing they were doing last Christmas, and I was like, I was like, no, no. I, I, like last year, I was like, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. So I was like, I'm not feeling good about it. I'm just trying to like, you know, just be cordial to the conversation. This year, I was like, no, he's terrible. We're not talking about this. I'm like, it's done. It could be the Wham song. Last Christmas, we gave him some time. The very next year, we sent him away. We only won nine. <laughs> we only won nine. And I would like to say though, it did take it did took a season uh, and a month plus. But I have finally surpassed Eastern Michigan's win total from last year. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah. I should get 100 back on that one. Come on, Scoots. <laughs> Give the man a break. Didn't, didn't I say last season versus this season in a month? I think we have that show. We can find it on audio. And if not, then, you know, there's no evidence. I don't know where Eastern Michigan is. That was a two year win total for the bet. Two year win total. Where's Eastern Michigan at in win total this year? Well, they probably not. They're, they're not probably, very good. No, but they're probably. I think they're still. probably about where we are. I'm, I'm going to guess Eastern Michigan has five wins. Just like us, and so that would put them still ahead of. They had eight last year. They are year, six right? and five, so so they're still ahead. Still ahead. <laughs> so they're ahead. What uh, fourteen to nine? They're like a hundred spots behind us in Ken Palm, though. They're three hundred. <laughs> You're getting out coached by Stan Heath on a regular basis. At least they have a winning record too, which is just, as you said. Oh man, did you get anything good for Christmas? Uh, well, yeah, I just mentioned I got the, the got some new shoes, which I'm happy to have. Uh, got a. It's really about it. I got some get some gift cards from Walmart as usual. Got some nice. gift cards at DoorDash. Nice. Got uh got some smart food. Um, mom's not exactly number one. Is not she, her gift giving skills are limited. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Good. You know, relax at the house. Like I said, watch some TV. Watch some watch way too much Wonderful Life for some reason. There's nothing you wrong. Got with me that. hooked on it. I'm still it's trying great. to still movie. trying to figure out how Billy can't remember. Uh, the giving the best zinger of his life and then leaving the money in the paper. But. Yeah, Uncle Billy, he, he, he's had one good line his entire life. It was, a, like, it was great, too. Not, not all the heels were in Germany. like, <laughs> And it, it almost cost him his whole life. Like He almost he was so proud Excited, of himself yeah. that he almost went to jail for the rest of his I mean, life. He remembers every step he did before, except for the one best singer he just gave Mr. Potter. The, 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 the last thing he did before he when he had the money in his hand. Yeah. Uh, I always want Potter to get his come up and I still do. Reminds yeah. me that SNL skit where they all find out who it is and just beat him down. It's great. I mean, they've got to find because like, isn't it when the people are dropping the money into the pile? Like one of them is like his rent collector. Oh uh, yeah, and I think the one the guy behind him is the guy who handles his chair, right? I don't know about that. I couldn't remember if that was him or not. I know the rent collector is the one of them. And I'm thinking, I was thinking the guy behind him was sure, which means he would have to eventually tell him that Potter, you know, what Potter did. The other thing that always bothers me about that movie, and it's such a small thing, but when that rent collector guy is like talking to, uh, to talk, it doesn't storm out of Mr. Potter's office, but he does say, he's telling him about how, you know, uh, Bailey Park is cutting into his business and all this stuff yeah. before Potter ends up offering George the job. And he's like, but one one day, this young man's going to be looking, asking George Bailey for a job. That guy's like 60. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I kept Every year, I'm like, you're not that young, dude. It's like, it's like me like in 10 years being like, this young man's going to be going to Duke and Ryan for a job. He's older than George. He's, he's, he's way older than George. The guy's old as hell. I, I'm not sure he's not, like, he's barely younger than Potter. Well, Potter's pretty old, but yeah, it's... 
I thought I, th- I think the same thing when I saw it too. Every year I'm like, really, man? Like, like that? Did the, they just miscast this actor? They, they, they clearly had written it. I'm like, can we not gotten somebody like 10, 15 years younger? I don't know what is it that and just the scene when the girl, little girl on the piano cries always makes me laugh for some Oh, daddy. daddy! Yeah, I know. My, it, it, it really bothers my mom too. Every it's time. So over the top. It's like, come on, seriously. That and my mom hates the uh, Zuzu at the very end. She's like, she thinks she always she plays up the teacher says every time a bell rings an angel gets his wing line. My mom's like. Oh, I hate it every year. <laughs> She's more. She a bigger fan of Nick. Look, I'm giving out, I'm giving out wings. I mean, look, you know, Pottersville is way more fun than Bedford Falls. There's no, there's no real way. debate. It's, it's a good time. Oh, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> I'm just gonna play it every time a Kenny Payne does something. Oh, Kenny. The older I get, maybe this is just me also being just you know, becoming more of an a hole as I get older. The funnier that I think Potter is. Like I, I end up laughing at like three or four of his lines every year. Like when he's like, "Merry Christmas to you." In jail. I laugh every every year now. I laugh at it. It's it's hilarious. I think it's just Happy New Year. In jail. Yeah, because George is like, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. He's like, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, dude. In jail. The way he says, like, this year I'm like, we're wrapping presents on Christmas Eve night when we get home from my parents. And like, we put it on, as we always do. And like I'm literally, I'm like, la- I'm like not looking up. I'm rapping. Like, I'm like laughing out loud as I'm assembling with this this bike on the ground, just dying. It's like, hey, he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> There's a couple other things that he says that are just right. Oh yeah, I, I, I agree too. I, like I said, last year's first year I'd watched it. I still refused to watch it in color. I, no, and, I'll never watch it. In color. Yeah, and I, you convinced me to watch it last year for the first time, and now I'm like hooked on it. I watched like I said twice this year. I'm, next year I'll watch it three times. The other, uh, the, the other quote when he's having the the, the fight with uh, with Peter Bailey, or, or when he's having the fight with the board, and he's like, "Peter Bailey was a good man. So enjoy that Torah sort of thing." Like I, I, I laugh every single year. The way he, the delivery is great. Uh, Peter Bailey was not a businessman. That's what I. That's what killed him. Uh, it just it cracks me up. I thought he died of a stroke. <laughs> he did. Okay, but, he, but according to Mr. Potter. His lack of business acumen. And as I texted to you, I just one day I wish I could have been at Wagner when they had a high with the basketball court that opened up and with a pool underneath it. Oh yeah, how awesome! That was in 1928. I can't get that kind of cool stuff in 1990. George Bailey's a visionary. No, the the quote that I'm thinking of is when he's like, "Peter Bailey was a man of high ideals," so called. Like like (laughs) every year now, I just die laughing. Um, if, you, if you notice this, as you get older, the more you lean towards being more a fan of Potter than anybody. No, I wouldn't say fan. Uh huh. So that's what we're seeing here. Just appreciate the gallows humor. Like that's that. <laughs> that's where I am. I'm still a Bailey man for sure. But okay, Mr. Potter's humor does. It, it comes across a little bit. It's it, it's very funny. He's got he's got the old man dry humor. It reminds me of my my grandma a little bit. Like when she just like she just delivers lines. Like she doesn't care. She's she's 93. She's gonna say what she wants, <laughs> and it just comes out so abrupt. I'm like, this is, this is great. This is, this is wonderful. Uh, this so, is a wonderful life. It is a wonderful life. Hopefully everyone had a fantastic holiday. Really enjoyed the kids. It's fun. Every year, I think now, with kids, it gets more fun. It's more stressful. You've, you've got more stuff to do, more stuff to you know to assemble and to, to buy, and more places to go before the actual holiday. But the morning, the reward uh, of seeing their faces and the stuff the night before is, is just, it, it gets better every single year. John, you know, he, he gets it this year a little bit. He looks excited in the picture. He so, so we get home from Christmas Eve with my parents, and like John, like, like he fully understands like, hey, this is Christmas Eve, Santa's coming. It's like ten forty five, and, and Virginia's so tired. She's been like she's been asleep for forty five minutes. John's sprinting around the kitchen, screaming, "Santa's coming tonight!" Like just yelling. 
we did the whole thing where it's like the, 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 the reindeer dust, you sprinkle it on your lawn so that the, they can see you from above. And John's like leaning, like looking up at the sky and saying like, hi, Santa, like don't met like he's, he's, he's all about it. It was, that was really cool to see. And then Virginia seeing her face when she walked out and she'd gotten a, a princess bike and a, and a princess castle that she'd asked for. And it, like, that was really cool. Like, so it, it's did John like his bike. He did for about, and then he realized like it kind of like fell over. It's one of those balance bikes when he like just stopped, and then he it kind of scared him, and so he doesn't he like doesn't want to go near it. So we're gonna have to get out. Hopefully today, when when I get off uh, radio, I can get home soon enough before it's like too dark outside, and we can uh, get a little time in because Virginia's good at with her bike. Like she was excited, but you know we go to Springfield, and it was so rainy. That, that was the thing that sucked about uh, Christmas morning is we couldn't get outside and, and you know play with the bikes and play with the other stuff that that we could go outside with. And then we go to Springfield, and she's leaving her presents back at the house. And so she, they didn't get home till till last night. And yeah, we haven't had a chance to really get out there and, and test the bikes out. So I'm, I'm excited to make that happen. We get a chance. But it was it was a really good Christmas, really enjoyable. Um, still very tired, but what are you going to do? I know you, you got headsets. What else did you get in uh, the, the Rutherford household for Christmas? Got headphones. Uh, I've got this notebook that I can bring into work now and, and you know, f- flaunt in front of Roush and TJ that says best dad ever with all these pictures of me and the kids that Mary had made. That was great. Um, I got the coolest thing. And I've been wanting to do this for a while and just have it. I think I've mentioned this on air. I think we talked about it. If you listen to the old Ramsey and Rutherford show, I think we actually, John gave this to me on air, but one of the coolest gifts I've ever gotten, he, John gave me, he's got, you know, all this Muhammad Ali stuff because Muhammad was, was one of his best friends. So he's got all like this coolest, everything you can imagine like John's got in his basement all all this memorabilia and so he gave me when we were doing the show together just a, as, as a gift the this autographed orange bowl Muhammad Ali jersey so that UofL had given him when he was going to go out there and do the coin toss this Louisville jersey with the, the number one on it and Muhammad had, had like realized Michael, Michael Bush the story about him not playing and leading the team on the field in that game and he wanted to wear a number 19 jersey for Michael Bush so they gave they ended up giving him a 19. So that that one jersey, he autographed it and gave it to John and then John gave that to me. No, so, not really a gazebo girl, uh bobblehead, but you know, it's not it's pretty it's nice. same. Yeah, it's, it's, it's same on that same ballpark level. In that yeah. same plane. Yeah. But so Mary framed that. Like got got it behind glass. She had it cleaned. There was like a little stain on it. So she she had that put behind glass, which is cool. I'll, I'll hang that in the basement. I mean, Muhammad Ali autographed Louisville Orange Bowl jersey kind of speaks for itself very yeah when it comes to autograph stuff jerseys have never been my my first choice i'm always more of a picture guy just i don't know why just because i want people to see but that would be one that i would i would i would change my my rule for and it's a it's a very cool thing but like the like people getting when you when you get an autograph item like people want like the basketball baseball football i always just always i don't know why i've always leaned towards the pictures because i want to be able to at least i guess who's signing it like who the picture like you put on a ball it's like oh you know the football you know yeah i'm weird it's okay there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you. Got a bunch of other little gifts too. My, my parents gave me a little like a uh, putting set that I'm, maybe I'll bring it in here for the in the studio. We can you know hit some putts during the break. I can putt. Yeah, you you can putt. You can also drive. We found that out. Oh, I know how to drive. Yeah, you you're damn right. Uh, it was a good Christmas. Very good Christmas. Very enjoyable. Always sad that it's over. What'd you uh, get, Mary? 
Uh, I, I did bad this year. Like, like no. Man, so every single year she does this thing where, she, and she like has legitimately gotten mad at me before, where she's like, she puts a limit on it. Like she doesn't want me to like go crazy. And like if I get too much, like she will. It's not like an idle threat. She's not one of those people that's like, oh, like you. I knew you were gonna do this, and now I'm happy. Like if I give her too much stuff, she gets like pissed, and it kind of ruins Christmas. But I usually try to work in like one so balance to try to. I know. Do I, mean, I, I usually? Yeah, it's trust me. We're walking a thin line. Here. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, but I, I do always try to do like one fun gift that, or or a cool gift. Like last year, I had the, the the Photoshop, the, the Termy Royal, where they did like the the royal yes, portrait, yeah, and, and like cool. that was really fun. Yeah. I was, so I tried to get something like that this year, and like I, I just I couldn't find anything good. The one semi cool gift that I got that I was kind of excited about got lost by FedEx. They told me that like I ordered it like in November, and like on December twenty like. like First, I, you know, they finally got back to my request, like, hey, what's going on here? This was supposed to be here on the 12th. And they're like, oh, it got lost. We'll send another one, but it won't be there for Christmas. Like, cool. So I, I basically got her a bunch of stuff that she'd asked for, which is not fun. And like two kind of outside the, the, the box gifts. Like, I mean, I, 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 the, I got her a dress. I got her some Lululemon like, stuff. I, I, you know, just kind of boring stuff. It just was not a fun Christmas. I, I, was, I, I was lame. But I've, the good thing is. Well, as long as she was happy, I only. She was fine. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she was good happy. With it. It's not lame to me. She and she also her birthday is January third, so I've got always have a double uh, whammy there. So now like the, the Christmas gift that I was going to give her will become a birthday gift, and I've got to find some other stuff. But it's always a time. I'm glad I didn't grow up to that having the 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 birthday right next to the Christmas thing. She's I, got a bad birthday. I've got it sucks. Our our, our, our buddy, our listeners say his his is on January fifth. So I know he grew up with it. I, I'm one of my best friends growing up. His brother's birthday was like the 27th or something, you know, right yeah, after. Yeah, sucks. So you'd always get just the one big gift. That, yeah, it was his birthday slash Christmas present. Yeah. As a kid, I would hate, now as an adult, I probably wouldn't mind because, like, you know, my birthday is kind of like, I'd rather not even worry about it anymore at this point. But she's got, like, like there was a in- viral Instagram post a few weeks ago that she sent me that was like, January 3rd's the worst birthday to have. <laughs> and I was like, because, <laughs> you know, if you have wouldn't it. Wouldn't January 1st be the worst or January 31st? Yeah, or but like, the, the thing is, like, people are. Like, like this week between Christmas and New Year's or New Year's itself, like people are at least like off. Your best friends are always wanting to do something. They don't have anything going on. January 3rd, like everyone's either going back to school or going back to work. It's like after the holiday. It, you know, nobody has the third off if it's a, a, a weekday. And like nobody wants to do anything. Like yeah. it, it just, it, it sucked. Now, I, I think that probably would have been a pretty fun birthday in college because it's like the first weekend back for everybody. Like, you know, the first weekend back, whether it's summer, after summer break or after winter break. I think people were ready to party and stuff, so I can see that being a fun birthday then. But now it definitely sucks, and I'm sure it sucked growing up. I mean, there's got to be. What, there's got to be like a. What would be like a, like having your birthday right on Christmas? That sucks. But Christmas Day itself would. Suck. Yeah, because it's like, well, I mean, it's my birthday. Well, getting line behind Jesus. I had a friend. I, mean, <laughs> I had a friend whose birthday growing up was Christmas Eve, and it was yeah. There was they would do like a birthday party in July. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. That, I mean, is, is there any other like Halloween wouldn't be that bad? I guess right. I mean. I've got a, one of my closest friends' birthday is Halloween. I mean, you could not probably, ideal. You could probably, yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably again as a kid, you're probably annoyed because you can't be by nobody wants to come to your party because they're going trick or treat. Right, you have to do it the week before the weekend. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I guess I don't know if there's is there any holidays that would be worse to have a birthday on. No, anniversaries. Christmas is the worst. Yeah, it's like, bad. you don't want to have your birthday on like D Day or anything, right? I don't. I think, <laughs> I think that'd still be a lot better than than Christmas. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I guess nowadays, yeah. It was, I mean, exception, my, my exception new, in the '60s, maybe or '70s, but yeah. My new nephew, um, Mary's youngest sister's new baby, is born on 9/11. I was like, yeah, that's what I am. I'll, uh, I won't forget it. <laughs> no, well, that, that's the whole point. Never yeah. forget, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
20 years we're left to make a joke, right? <laughs> I shouldn't throw him under the bus by telling the story, but I will. But podcast Trevor, uh, Danny, <laughs> okay. when his first kid was being born, they, they were pregnant. And like their original due date was 9-11. So they, they had the, the original meeting with the, the nurse, and she's going over mm-hmm. the basics. And they're like, and your expected due date is 9-11. And Danny was like, he's a little terrorist already in there. He's like, <laughs> oh he's like she looked at me with the most. He's like, I, I've never felt worse about saying anything in my entire life. Like Immediately, I was just like, oh, no, what am I doing? He's like, I didn't have anything to input. Like, he's like, I felt terrible. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not comfortable just being quiet in these situations. I feel like I needed to say something, lighten I'm, the mood. That's why he's podcast travel. Yeah, I probably would have said the same thing more than likely. It was a misstep. He's like, she. He's like, nobody in the room laughed. He's like, everyone just kind of looked at me. I was like, yeah, that's. I mean, my next comment would have probably been, damn, I should have waited two more days to bang you. <laughs> that would have gone over just as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's get into the Holiday Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about the specifics oh, of this game. for game time, baby. What it means to everybody, how you're feeling going into this big weekend. We'll also have a little bit of hoops talk to get to. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Kenny Payne's still the head coach of the University of Louisville men's basketball program. <laughs> Despite many, many rumors still circulating, we'll get into that as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy post-Christmas pre-New Year's to you from all of us here at 1450 The Big X. Uh-huh. Trevor's bringing out all the head-banging, pumped-up music. It will be Louisville versus USC tonight at 8 o'clock in the Holiday Bowl, the DirecTV Holiday Bowl, coming to you live from Petco Park in San Diego. Cards at last check. Spread is down to six. Louisville's a six-point favorite over the Trojans, looking for their first 11-win season since 2013 and just their sixth 11-win season in program history. Trevor, we haven't done this this week because we haven't been on the radio this week, but TK confidence level, 1 to 10, 1, Louisville has no chance of winning this game, 10, Louisville has no chance of losing this game. Where are you right now as we are, are about four and a half hours away from kickoff of the Holiday Bowl? 7.4. I feel that. I, I think it's about right. I, I really, I mean, I'm, I've said it, the, I think, since the, 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 I, we announced this bowl. I mean, this is... This is the best gift we could have gotten as little football fans. I feel like, other short of maybe you know beating Florida State and getting to go to the Orange Bowl, maybe or getting into the you know playoffs, or just somehow. getting them in the damn playoff. And getting yeah, the I mean this this is the best consolation gift we could have received. I think of anything. I mean, it's it's a decent bowl, it's San Diego, which maybe not be great for fans, but it should be a beautiful for the, the players. They should enjoy it. Um, it's a, it's a name school, whether they're you're down or not it's still usc it's still it still rings in everyone's ears when you hear it uh and it's 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 a matchup that i think it's just perfect for to get all the bad taste out of our mouth from what was the, the kentucky and somewhat florida state game not just the losses but just the the way the offense has kind of sputtered a little bit especially against very good florida state defense it's not you know skip credit where credit's due and now you get a usc deep now you get to go against usc defense that's I think hasn't held a team below 34 points since week three. They're not good. I mean, they, they give up the, I think, I want to say they're second to last in points per game given up in, of all 133 schools. I think they're like 132. It's a bad defense. Um, and I mean, the, the lowest score they've given up since that week three was Utah, 
who scored still 34 on them. And that's a Utah offense that averaged like 20 points a game. I mean, it's so it's now in, in reverse, USC obviously has their offense, but that offense is now on the way to the NFL draft. Yeah. Majority of it. Now, it doesn't mean they still can't be good. No, they but. still got, I mean, a freshman All-American out there, Zachariah Branch, who's the first true freshman to ever earn All-American honors at USC. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, he's going to do it all for them tonight. And I understand. They're, they're, they're going to be able to put up stuff. But, I mean, let's again, it, it annoyed me during the Florida State game. Oh, Florida State's offense. No, not once did they give our credit, deep credit to our defense. It was all about Florida State being, you know, with the injuries. Not, our defense is not doing anything. It's all their offense being bad. Annoyed the crap out of the entire game and listening to all the talking heads say it as well. No credit for us. Just it's all about their their third string quarterback only. And our defense, you know what, ain't too shabby either. You know, it may it may have given up some points here and there, but it's it's it can hold its own. And we're gonna see that I think tonight. I'm picturing a very, very close to Fiesta Bowl nineteen uh, an Alabama Fiesta Bowl type score. Really? Yeah, I think I think well, then your confidence level should be more than seven point four. Well, you know, sometimes turnovers happen. <laughs> so I mean, so then it would be like a thirty to fourteen game. Uh, what was what was the final score of that that the Fiesta Bowl? Wasn't it thirty seven to seven? It was thirty four seven. Thirty four seven. I I feel like we're good. their score would be a little higher, but also ours be, but the deficit might be similar. I I, I don't understand how you're not a more than a seven point four in confidence level though. Because <laughs> I'm just cause I don't know, I've been back because the UK game still burns me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you say things and I'm like you're just contradicting what you just said five minutes ago. No, you don't know that. I mean, how do you, you know seven point four is pretty high for me? No, it's not. You you were like you were a ten for the Georgia Tech game. Oh, I wasn't a ten. Yes, you I was were. Like a nine you were. You you said ten. You and legit, we won. You, that's that was your whole thing. You said ten. You've been like a nine for every game this year, besides two. No, I and now you're a seven point four. Be like, ah, I think we're gonna win by forty. I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't a nine. Makes probably. no sense. No, because the Virginia game I was very low on, and, and you, you, but you were higher than me on that one. Because I had, I worried about that game, and I was right. Unfortunately, Kentucky game I was very high on. Uh, Miami, I know I was. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a high kind of guy. You are, but like you're, you're saying that your confidence level seven point four is high low. for me. It, no, it's not. What do you want it to be? Seven point four, I think, is like the the second lowest you've been for a game this year. But then in the next breath, you're like, I think we're gonna win by forty. I think forty. Well, we won by what twenty seven against Alabama. That's not forty. You're like margin of victory is gonna be similar. I mean, that's like, I just I'm trying to figure out where you're. I can't tell if you're confident or not. Well, how, I mean, apparently your math is off. You think forty is twenty seven, then then you no wonder you think my seven point four is low. Well, seven point four does not translate to a. I think we're gonna win by four touchdowns. Well, where's your at? I'm probably about seven point four, but I'm, I think it's going to be a close game. Nah, well, I mean they could score with us maybe, but I think I think we'll, I think we'll end up getting ahead in the long run. Then you should be like in an eight point eight. Fine, I'm an eight point eight. There you go. That's all. I, I just want some consistency here. I want to be able to call fig- me Marvin Harrison. I'm eight point eight. You're like, there's no way we're going to lose this game, but I think it, we're going to win by one. I will say this: I do feel like Jack Plummer will have a revenge. We'll get the ankles broken on all the people who jumped on uh, jumped on and off his bandwagon. I do too. After you, after I, I think he's going to have a big game. He threw for over 400 yards against them last year at Cal. And that's that's another thing. I think this is just so perfect for him because like so many people just already. I mean, granted, I, I agree with you. You can't really tell if somebody had a fan, but you can tell them to watch their ankles as they're they're bouncing back and forth from their opinions on one game, and that's what they did to Plummer after I feel like the Florida State game. And it was unfair to him, and and I've seen some stuff on people have like gone after him online, which is just stupid and. 
I can't, I'm looking forward to him coming out and having a big game and a big win tonight. And just to kind of give an F you to all the, the fans who just didn't think, who jumped off his bandwagon after one game. I would like to see him go out the right way. Because, I mean, he's at, had a good season. At the end of the day, and, and, you know, talking to people with the U of L football program, they all just speak glowingly uh, about him, saying you know, he's so mature, never turned down a media request, was always willing to work with us, whatever we needed to do. Like, just a. Like what you want a Louisville football player to be? Are there some physical limitations? Obviously, we've talked about that all season long. But that, I mean, having a handle of the offense, I'll say this, and and you know, maybe I'm wrong. There's no way to know for sure. I feel very confident though in saying, if any other quarterback on this roster had started every game this year, none of them are winning us ten games. Uh, he he was the best option all season long. Was he ideal? No. Was he a guy that still won you 10 games and got you to a conference championship for the first time ever? Yes. Yeah. He did what was asked of him. He had a handle of the offense. And I think that's the most underrated part of, you know, we just kind of say that. Like, oh, he had a handle of the offense, cool, but he can't make some throws. This is a very, very complex offense. Like, you, know, you have to know the right checks. You've got to, like, we'll run 17 different things out, out of the same basic formation. And he knows all of that. Like, like, like you've got to just be studying this constantly. And I don't think there was really any other, you know, he had some grasp on it because he played at Purdue before this. Nobody else had that familiarity. I guess Brady Allen had a little bit too, but he was not where Plummer was when it comes to just fundamentals. So I I think that you have to tip your cap and say, like, we don't have this season that we have without bringing Jack Plummer in. Were there some throws that he left out there there on the field? Yes. But still, I think the good outweighed the bad, and I do hope that he goes out the right way tonight. I think it would be a nice little redemption story, to use your, your phrase. Speaking of the team having a great time in San Diego and how this, like you said, not a great bowl game for fans. It's not exactly an easy trip to fly across the country to, you know, to in, into LAX and then drive eight hours or however long it is to San Diego. Especially when I, I saw, I don't know why I was watching. I don't know what channel I was watching. They kept showing like this, the new, I guess, the Muhammad Ali Airport commercial on when, uh, it was NBC or whatever I was watching the other night. And every time the commercial came out, I couldn't help but laugh because they were like promoting it. They're like, yeah. great deals here and there. Like, fly to San Diego. New Orleans, Austin, and Charleston. I'm like, really? Charleston? I mean, no disrespect, but you gotta, one, one, one of these is not like the other, right? I mean, I, I did love how Josh heard, God love him, you know, when they announced the bowl game and he saw some people who were upset about it. Eh, this is terrible for the fans. He's like, there's a you know Spirit Airlines flight for only $133 yes. that flies out on December 25th. And I was like, you know, if this were the playoff, maybe. But it's going to be hard to tell like the, the wife and my two small children, like, Merry Christmas, I'm leaving to go watch us play a 7-5 and Pac-12 team on Christmas Day. It's a little bit of a tough sell, I think, for, for a lot of people. You could like my mom did it to me when I was a kid. She's like, hey, I'm going. I'm leaving Christmas morning for Hawaii. Here's the new Game Boy. See you in five weeks. Or see you in a week. She really? Yeah, she's a, she got her and her friends. How old were you, like four? I was eight. Was she really? Yeah, because I know it was eight. But you had your grandparents. Yeah, well, yeah. You weren't I, staying in the house by yourself. No, no. Okay. No. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I've told you the story of Indianapolis when the house yes. got robbed and I'm alone, yeah, many a times. But, uh, I mean, it was a different time, too. You, you leave an eight-year-old by themselves overnight and, or for a couple of days. I mean. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, I mean, but she was going, she was leaving, like, she left Christmas morning for Hawaii for a week. And I guess she felt bad, so that was, like, the year I got the one thing I really wanted, which was the Game Boy, which was brand new that year. There you go. And she's like, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got Tetris going. You didn't know that she was leaving until that morning? I, I don't remember if she told me before that or not. I'm assuming she probably told you. you just didn't. Odds are, because I had the Game Boys as an eight-year-old, I probably didn't even realize she was gone until she got back. That's fine. Yeah. 
So San Diego, good trip for the players, not a great trip for the, the fans. I don't know if you've seen this. San Diego? Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I don't know if you've seen this, though. Like, the U of L, the, the account, Trey Ryan, a, a.k.a. Trey Ryan from Cluckers, he's everywhere uh, in San Diego. Like, the Holiday Bowl, the, their official Twitter account, they're like, the cards have landed, and they've got pictures of, like, the players looking all decked out and very serious getting off the bus. And one of them's Trey. Like, Trey Ryan, who's not on the team. But they don't have Cluckers in, in San Diego. He Like, he's out there in his U of L gear. Like, he, you know, he's like, like, Patrick tweeted this at me and TJ. And he's like, Trey Ryan from Cluckers. And then the official U of L account, I guess this was either yesterday or two days ago, the team went to SeaWorld. And you've got, like, you know, the, the pictures of all the, the players riding this. And, and there's this ride. It's like a water slide ride when there's all and, and Trey is in the water slide thing next to Jeff Brom. He's riding right next to him. Like Trey Ryan is taking over the Holiday Bowl week in San Diego. It's incredible. I don't know how Patrick feels about all this. We're gonna see like watching the game and there's Trey like standing right behind. He might play quarterback tonight. I feel like they're inserting him. Are they now? These are real. They're not like inserting him like like Forrest Gump style. No. He's, like we're not going to see a picture of like JFK on like black and white, and there's Trey Ryan behind him. He's right? in the center of all the U of L activities somehow. I, I don't know how this worked out, but God love him. He's stepping up. He's making big plays for the big. I need, can we get him a big X shirt or something? Come on. I mean, where Help was us I, out. where was our invite by the way to this? I don't know. I don't know where. Yeah, I'd go on. The, I, I want to go on the water ride. I haven't been on, on a log. Is it fume? Fume isn't it pronounced? Log fume. I have no idea what you're talking about. Isn't log flume isn't that what it's called? A log flume. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called? I don't know. What you, know you know the thing, you get in the log and it goes down into the water and you, you shoot down and it hits the splashes. Is like, that called a log flume? Flume, yeah. Like a flume or fume or something like that. I have no idea. You might be right. <laughs> Texas is going to have to help us out on that one, which one it is. Log. <laughs> it's, like, it's a log flume. Yeah, there you go. Every <laughs> now and then you're just right about something like this. I'm like, how do you know this? But the sad part is I'm not even sure if I am right or not. It, it is. is that log, flume. log flume. Okay, yeah. yeah. I haven't been on one of those in forever. I want. To, I used to love those. Splash Mountain's great. Yep, that's that's the one I always think of. Yeah, I, I need to go on those because I was. I'm not a roller coaster guy. That's like the closest thing to a roller coaster you could get me on. Probably is is one of those because mm. I don't like. I just don't like. I don't trust roller coasters. Something about I don't know. It's being a mix between a big guy and going on something that goes upside down fast and made by the lowest bidder possible just doesn't always add up to me. I don't blame you for that. Yeah. Now, Patrick is going to San Diego. I think he's flying out there with uh, Marty Polio. Of course. Uh, he's doing it. Maybe this is a punishment for Patrick because Patrick's transferring from UofL. Do you know that? No, I didn't. I don't he's know. Tra- he's transferring. He's going to Washington Kentucky. He told us that when he stopped by the studio. Oh, did he mention that? He did, I didn't hear yeah. him say that. Okay. He's, he's, he's leaving UofL. He's out of the Brom squad. Go to Western's not a bad thing. Western's a good place to go. I think he's going there. You know, he's, he's, got, he's got the lady friend Sometimes there. good to get it. You know, uh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. What have I t- what, we'll see how that works. What have I told you? Anytime you see a trend, it's always there's a lady somewhere involved. When it comes to dude making a decision, the woman's always involved somewhere. Bowling Green's fun. He'll enjoy it. I like the Bowling Green. I get time better. The, the, the game tonight, as far as, because it's odd talking about bowl games in this day and age. Because it's so different than it was like, like five, ten years ago. Like Obviously, when we were growing up, bowl games were few and far between. It was a huge deal. No, There was no such thing as opting out. It, like this, yeah. this, this was like what you played the entire year for, was yeah. to get yourself in a position. This was the reward for having a great season. And the games mattered like, like more than the, the, the last 12 games combined in most years, especially when you're a program like Louisville. I mean, I'll never forget like the euphoria we felt when John L. Smith took us to a bowl game in his first year, and it didn't matter that we were playing, you know, Motor City Bowl, and we we're going to get blown out by Marshall, it was like, my God, we're in a bowl game. This is incredible. And then 
it felt that way every single year after that. And obviously, you know, when we got to the the pinnacle back then was winning your conference and getting to play in the Liberty Bowl. And when you didn't do that after you'd done it a couple of times, it, it kind of hurt and the, the bowl mattered less. But it still was a, a big deal. It was a reward for a season. And now it, you're in this weird place where, I mean, we're very excited about all these guys that we've added in the transfer portal. I think we're more focused on that. Like These guys aren't on the team yet that we're talking about. We know a bunch of guys have left us for the transfer portal. We know our leading receiver and our leading rusher aren't going to play in this game as they get ready for the NFL draft. And it's this weird thing where it's like, for some of these guys, it's the the, the end of their season reward. It's the end of their career reward for guys like Brian Hudson and Jack Plummer. They want to go out in the high note. But in other spots, it's, hey, this guy hasn't played a whole lot, this redshirt freshman or the sophomore. He's going to see the field for significant snaps tonight because everybody else has left, and maybe it'll give us a glimpse of what we're going to look like in 2024. And it's just it's just this odd deal where it feels like it almost feels like it's more of a game for next season than it is for this season. And I, like I don't think anybody really knows how to feel when, about. When that. do you feel like that started? Probably. Like, the, is, is it, is who was it, the, the first big opt out? Was Christian McCaffrey? I feel like that was the first bit. Remember, everyone was like, oh, bad bad sign for his NFL career. He's never going to make it with that mentality. It's like, he's he's done. I want to say there were two players in that same book. So he did it and someone else big did it. Like, there was. He was the one that everybody was. He was the first, though. You're right. Like, this is, yeah. But remember, like, those stories that would come out where it was like, this is a sign that he's not going to make it. He doesn't have the mentality to be an elite NFL guy. It ended up being the football edition of like, kind of like, this is a death of, like when kids would go, like the one kid went, uh, the the Moody AK went to Europe. It's like, damn, college basketball's dead now. Exactly. Like like, when he opted out, it's like, the Bulls are dead. There's no reason to see how dare he has no pride. He has no respect. And, it's like, okay, you're playing in like the, you know, the, the pinstripe bowl or something at the time. I don't know where Stanford was playing. And, Guy had injury issues. He's a top ten pick. I really can't say I, bl- I remember being like, yeah, I'm an old man. And I can't blame him. I mean, that was 2016. That was the. I think that was when the. I think that it happened before, and he wasn't the first one to do it. But, but he was that was when name. it really went mainstream, yeah. where people were talking about. Because our first big one was the year later. Lamar played in the bowl game, but Jair Alexander didn't. Yeah, he was. He had been injured most of the year. If I remember right, he'd he? been hurt. Yeah, but, yeah. but the, there were a lot of people like Louisville fans who were like. This is why Lamar's the best, and Jair's never going to make it. It's like, oh, they're both doing both doing pretty well. Even though he's still injured in pros a lot. <laughs> well, did you see the uh, real quickly, quick aside? Did you see the Jair Alexander news from today? No. What did happen? So the the Packers suspended him for a game, and where everyone's like, Ooh, what, what what did they do? He wasn't named a captain for their game against the Panthers last weekend. Okay, but because he's from Charlotte. He just went out there for the coin toss and called it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was up here from Charlotte. They asked him after the game. He's like, he's like yeah, I, don't, I don't think they knew I was from Charlotte. So I, I wasn't going to not be a captain. I just went out there and called the coin toss. They, they were like, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's worthy of suspending a guy, your best cornerback in a playoff hunt. But, I mean. I love Jair. He's one of the weirdest dudes I've ever talked to. Like, he's, like that's just who he is. We interviewed him after the, uh, after the season was over and he was getting ready for the draft in 2017. And he just was like, I think he like went to the bathroom during the interview. He just was all over the place, just like had no. That's just kind of who he is. He's he's very eccentric, and um, I mean he's he's made a lot of money, and he can kind of do what he wants now at this point. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, they're paying what they're, the contract they give him. They, they, I can't believe they even complaining about anything. He pretty much can do. I thought he could do what he wanted to he do. He kind of is. He kind of is. I mean, you want to play? You want to play? You don't want to play? You don't want to play? It's all good either way. You're but, Jair. To go back to the point, like, as much as this does feel like sort of a you're trying to build momentum for next season. I do want it to be a proper cap 
of what has been a wildly enjoyable 2023 season. I, I think you mentioned this during when at the start of the segment. If you lose this game, as quote-unquote meaningless as it is, it still helps put a damper on what had been a just insanely enjoyable couple months. The comparisons between this season and 2016 will pile up again where, you know, we started 9-1 and in 2016, all the Lamar Heisman hype, but we lost the last three games of that season. And it kind of, it ended up, like, that be, That went from dream season talk to the year Lamar won the Heisman, right? Because you lost to UK, because you lost to Houston, because you lost in the bowl game to LSU. You know, like That always, the, when you talk about that season, it always comes with a caveat of how it ended. And I think if you win this game against USC, it's not going to erase the disappointment from, I mean, losing to Kentucky was a massive disappointment, Playing the way that we played in the conference championship game against Florida State was it was a disappointment to a lot of people, but it like it will be. Hey, we ended the season on a high note. We didn't lose the last three. The bottom didn't drop out completely. We still won eleven games for just the sixth time in program history. It, we ended things the right way, and it was a very very successful, awesome season. Whereas if you lose, I think that there will there will be a lot of people that were like, it was a good first year for Jeff Brom, but. We kind of hit a wall. We peaked early. It was more about the schedule, and you kind of saw it when we played tougher teams at the end of the year. The big-name programs had their way with us. The SEC talent, the, the Florida State talent, the, the USC talent, it showed in the end, and that's what we have to get better at. Like I think there will be a lot of that talk. So it's not like there's nothing on the line for us tonight. No, I agree. And that's why I said, like, even though it's, you know, the, they, Cal Williams is, you know, going pro already. He's not going to be there. We don't. How much Lincoln Riley will be there, you know, physically slash mentally, with whether he's going to take an NFL job tomorrow or not or whenever. You know, we know he's not re- hardly recruiting, but it's it's USC. Like the name is still there. Like, and you know, you talk about losing. You know, we lost LSU. I mean, you know, I've said this before. You know, we beat that Alabama team. You know, we beat Alabama. You don't you don't worry about right. the record. Was we beat you know Texas A and M and Music City Bowl. What was the record? I don't remember. The we specifics beat Texas come later. That it's 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 lost in in in, in transition. I guess, translation, I guess, as you could say, for a Sofia Coppa movie. It's it's, so it's close US. with all these. Say what? You're so close with all these. Sofia Coppola. <laughs> but the <laughs> lost in translation. That's the name. That lost in translation is the movie. Okay, yeah, boring movie. Um, I didn't like it at all. What do you think he whispered at the end? <laughs> Roger, Roger, whatever his name is, the the. The, the the 007 agent he was acting like to be, I forget. Roger Daltrey or whatever. What's the name of the damn... His name is Bob in the movie. It's all is it? Okay. Yeah. The movie sucked. It was boring. So don't worry about watching it. I like it. it. You would. Uh, <laughs> but so, uh, point is, it's USC. That's all I'm at. Whether it's depleted USC, whether it's USC, the team that underachieved dramatically this year, which they did, whether it's the USC, the team that doesn't have all their stars that they had all through the year and still underachieved, doesn't matter. When it's all said and done, you look back at it going... We went. We won eleven games that year, mm. and we beat USC in the bowl game. I think you're right, and I mean, there are hopefully one day we'll be that USC to somebody. I mean, also like like the small things. You know, we look at where the team finished in the national polls. I mean, we are a program that historically has not been a, a team that finishes many seasons in the top twenty five. We're number sixteen right now in the AP poll. If you win this game, you're probably going to finish this year in the top fifteen. That's not a insignificant thing. That's something that you can you can work with. Jeff Brom, first year, first coach in Louisville history to to, to win double digit games. Only the six season ever that we've won eleven. He finishes in the top fifteen. We're only going to get better from this point forward. It would be a nice, I think, punctuation mark to what has been a very very successful and very fun 
season. I, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't want to see it end with three losses. Yeah, so six teams last year, I guess we finished in the final polls. We finished 21st that year, it looks like. Did we not finish in 2019? Uh, no, it's not looked that way, no. At least it's not listed on here. We went 8 and 5 that year, though. I don't think we did. Yeah, well, yeah, you're probably right. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we want to hear from you guys on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's the number. Your thoughts after this, here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Keep it locked on Kentucky only locally owned sports talk. KY.com. Holiday Bowl growing up. I, I said this when we, the day after the pairing was announced, it was a always a high-scoring game. I think back in the day it was always a Pac-12 team versus a Big 12 team, so you typically had a, a couple of top 25 opponents. It was always one of those games that you look forward to in that span of time between Christmas and New Year's before you got to like the, the bigger games on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I always thought this was one that you circled. Um, I, I posted the clip on the, the show tweet today from Major Applewhite, which was maybe the, one of the more famous games when you know he played behind Chris Sims the whole year. Texas had been preseason, I think, number one. They played Washington. He threw for like 500 yards against Washington, led a huge comeback. Like They were always really entertaining, really fun, really high-scoring games, and hopefully tonight is, is really high-scoring, but we're scoring a lot more points than USC. I'm looking forward to it. I always think BYU. They played the Holiday Bowl a lot too. I think right. it's that that because they they played. I want to say I'm looking at it now. They played. Was it one, two, three, four out of five years between '88 and '93 or whatever it was? So, I mean, in my in my football watching prime, my youth, my, my best prime of watching sports, and in, in that ten to you know early teenage days. But I guess when I think of Holiday Bowl, and it's before your time, even technically somewhat not before my time because it was in December my the year I was born, but. I think BYU and SMU, because mainly also because a little video game. You remember the the uh, college ball game where he gave you the scenarios of great college ball games and you had to replay them. Yeah, yeah. and one of those was BYU coming back from like twenty one down with like three minutes left in the Holiday Bowl against SMU. I believe that game is uh, McMahon's miracle. Is what they yeah, call it. and it's uh, they end up beating them forty six forty five. And so I don't know. I guess the Holiday Bowl that because of that that the Holiday Bowl kind of sticks. That that's always. Kind of a connection to the Holiday Bowl with my name as well. Well, I mean, my name. Maybe mind. even more famous than that is the fact that like BYU's national championship season culminated in a, a Holiday Bowl win over Michigan when they they beat Michigan. Exactly right. Yeah. So that was like you know that, that was the game that they played in back in the day to solidify themselves as national champions. Undefeated thirteen and zero season. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, was it them? They outdid Oklahoma. For the, for the national title, and Barry Switzer was all pissed off about it in '84. Uh, they, well, '84 they beat Michigan in the. Holiday I know, Bowl. but I'm saying like I think they remember they it was it was like a, it was beauty pageant, but like, they got the national oh, championship over, over Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah, been, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, not this year before was '83. That was that was the Snowberger year '83 with the Orange Bowl and and, and Nebraska. Yeah, so I think you're right. I mean, the heyday for this bowl game, probably the 80s, some good games in the 90s, but still a, a game that resonates. I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah. A buddy of mine texted me and wanted me to, to get your thoughts before we go to the Thornton sex line on this. 
this is the 25-year anniversary, today is, of Goldberg's undefeated streak coming to an end oh, the, uh, by way of the NWO, uh, NWO tasing him. Yeah, he said, I would yeah. love Trevor's take on the event. It was I'd already kind of faded away from WCW at that point, but uh, it was it was bad. It was the, the, as, as cheesy a way as you could end the streak, as inflated as the streak was, uh, that you could. It was, it was really campy. And the worst part about it was that was – Finished off, I think, was the next Monday or the week later. They did the finger poke of death storyline where uh, Hogan just pokes Nash and he falls down. He pins him because the, the, the whole story was like, there's a, there's tension in the NWO and who has the title. And then that's how they resolved that whole storyline. Hmm. It's kind of not very, very, not very appreciated by a lot of wrestling fans. We've got uh, one bowl game happening right now. It's the Military Bowl, which we're familiar with. Virginia Tech playing Tulane. Uh, Tulane playing without its coach, without its quarterback, without a lot of people. That's players. They just scored to tie the game at 17. Uh, 17-17, about three minutes into the third quarter, Virginia Tech will get the ball back. But uh, Tech was like an 11.5-point favorite in this game. Tulane hanging tough here. Well, Tech's been playing well. I mean, they, they didn't they have a decent season in the end? 6-6. Six and six. That's decent compared to what they were probably considered to have. They're happy to get into the bowl game. I mean, yeah. Tulane, I think, disappointed to be in this bowl game after winning. They won 11 games in the regular season, but yeah. lost uh, the, the conference championship game. And like I said, you know, their star quarterback not playing, their, their coach gone. I think their leading receiver and rusher are also not playing this game, but they're holding their own here. At 530, we'll have the Dukes Mayo Bowl between North Carolina and West Virginia. The winning coach there will be dunked uh, in, or dumped, have mayonnaise dumped on them. How do you feel about, we have not talked about this, tonight the Holiday Bowl, the, the, the third game of the night, they took a poll, the Holiday Bowl did on Twitter, about what they want, what the fans want to see the winning coach showered in. And as a result of that, the winning coach of tonight's game is going to have eggnog dumped on them. In the Holiday Bowl? In the Holiday Bowl. Uh, Jeff Brom covered in nog tonight. Is that because is this because it's a holiday, quote, holiday, air quote, holiday drink? Yeah, I think that's, that's yeah, that, that's the deal. I mean, can't we just like drop? Well, you can't do pincettas because that's another bowl. Isn't it? Well, they they took a poll. I'm trying to see what the the other choices were. I'm curious. What would be other holiday? What holiday drinks are there? Um, I mean, like, what what's the um uh what uh, 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 like a hot drink and like a hot cider? Well, or that would be dead dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Espresso martini. I mean, hot hot ciders is the holiday drink, right? Okay, so the, the, this was the, the the four choices. Okay, I'm curious. First of all, second was mini tacos. In the in the poll, because I think when I think Christmas, I think many times. Uh, yeah, beach sand was third, and then sunscreen was fourth. Okay, beach sand I would have been okay with. And now is Kramer? Would I'd tell be so you, pissed if I had sand dumped. Oh, cover me in nog before you cover me in I beach mean, sand. Kramer would say you can't. I'm I'm, I'm still finding sand everywhere. <laughs> It'd be on you for the next seven weeks. It's in my pocket. It'd be all over that plane. You I'm can't. You can't get rid of it. I've been to the beach in six months. That'd be Jeff Brom. Still finding sand. Uh, it's true. I do love right underneath that tweet is the is the Trey Ryan tweet in the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but that with the options they gave you, eggnog does kind of seem obvious. But I mean, Jeff Brom covered in nog. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm very excited about it. I mean, eggnogs. I I when's I, I don't even remember the last time I had eggnog. I had it a few years ago. It's gross. I, I used to drink it as a kid. I try to I, every year. I try to talk myself into it. I can't do it. I've never had it with alcohol. Because I only had eggnog when I was like, when I, I mean, I, I was probably like 10 when I was 10. I remember liking it when I was a kid because it was, it was really thick, though. I that, that's being, why you liked it? 
I just remember being like, <laughs> I don't know. I oh, remember, boy. I just said it was wild. I just, I just remember being very thick. That's exactly what you said is why I liked it. Well, I just I remember liking it. I don't remember why. As a kid, I, I mean stupid things as a kid. I liked a lot of dumb things when I was younger. But I just remember being very, like, really thick and kind of, I don't remember. I, I don't think I'm going to get some eggnog on the way home. All right. Well. I mean, if, if, if Brom's going to pour eggnog on himself, I'm going to chug eggnog in a victory. Do you want me to post the video? Yes. I'm gonna pick up some eggnog. If we win, I'm gonna I'm gonna chug it to where I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna pour it on my head, but I'm gonna chug it to like where it's like coming down. Like you, someone tries to chug milk, and it's like starts dro- rolling down their face. You're get your video censored on Twitter. What's <laughs> gonna happen? I'm just, I'm just gonna send it to you, and you do what you want with it. Well, I don't. I can't wait to see. I, 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 please don't. I can't, I can't wait to see Mary Space. You're laying in bed, and your phone goes off, and she goes, "Who is it?" Like you don't want to know. Why is the FBI outside why, of our house right why now? Why is there a picture of a shirtless man with milk covered all over his chest? What kind of perversion are you into? I don't want to do this. I don't. I don't want you to do that. Please don't. I think I will. I'm gonna pick. Can where does, where does one buy eggnog? I think they. I mean, probably Kroger. Yeah, I don't want to go in Kroger. Can I go to Walgreens? Maybe. Does they have eggnog at Walgreens? <laughs> Can I DoorDash eggnog? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I guarantee there's somewhere that will deliver you eggnog. Uh, somebody's got to get me some eggnog. I'm doing. I'm doing this. You can do Kroger delivery. I know I can. Yeah. Probably not tonight for just one thing of eggnog. I don't know. I don't know what the delivery system. <laughs> My mom is new to do the delivery stuff, doing the online delivery, and she's so excited because she was like, she came over. She's like. I ordered. I got you some. I ordered some Mellow Yellows for you because I, I, you know, I like Mellow Yellow. And she's like, I ordered some Mellow Yellows for you uh, to have delivered. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, they'll be here January fourth. I'm like, where did you deliver them from? See, I'm like, I don't think she's doing it right. She I was like, where did you get them? She's like, Walmart. I'm like, like in Iowa? Like, <laughs> no, the one on so and so road. I'm like, why is it? To, well, with the delivery to get free delivery, you had to, you had, it had to take longer to get here. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go to the text line. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Reminder, download the Refreshing Rewards app to save yourself some money all holiday season. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside. Anytime you stop into one of this area, it's 109,623 Thornton's locations. I'm stopping there on the way home to see if they have eggnog. They might. They got everything. And if, when Trevor does, he'll be using his Refreshing Rewards app because he's a Refreshing Rewards program member, as you should be. Speaking of corny jokes, uh, the Mayo Bow, uh, how much? How long before they start calling him Drake Mayo during the game? Well, I don't think he's playing. So. Oh, that kind of kills Probably not Kill the long. joke there, why don't you people? Yeah. It was right there for you. You could have changed his name like Joe Theismann did. Let's go to the text line. Okay. 502-414-1450. Texture says... Oh, God. Here we go. Sorry for the long text. Always a great way to start. <laughs> Discussion I had this past weekend with the family. I wanted your thoughts. Do you think it's fair to say that Kentucky beating Louisville put into motion the destruction of the ACC? <laughs> Cats beat Louisville when they are on top of the world. Shows Louisville isn't really that good. Then Florida State can barely do nothing against them while winning the ACC. Then get left out of the playoff. Now Florida State wants out, and the ACC seems to be on life support. One, Florida State keeps doing this thing where they're like, we want out. We're, yeah. we're, congrats. Like, they're going to have to go to court. They're going to have to try to beat the ACC's grant of rights. I don't think that they're going to be able to do it. Like, good luck spending millions and millions of dollars to try to get out. If they do, then, yeah, the floodgates are open. Other schools will follow. All that stuff. What does it say? It's like the, the guitarist in Stillwater. You're constantly teasing they want to leave, and they never do. Pretty much. That's it, yeah. And we, we, every now and then we just leave them on the bus. We <laughs> <laughs> leave them at a house in Wichita. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Topeka, sorry. 
the point, it's not, I've heard this made a few times by both Louisville and Kentucky fans about how, like, we wrecked the playoff by losing to Kentucky because Florida State's 16-6 to win over us would have resonated more if it had been over an 11-1 Louisville team that was ranked in the, the top 10. Um, I still think at the end of the day, like, there was so much evidence out there to support putting Florida State in the playoff if they really wanted to that they just they would have screwed Florida State regardless. I mean, I agree. We've mentioned this several times. Kentucky, like Kentucky's win over Louisville, was the SEC's best non-conference win. There's never been a year where leaving out the SEC champion would have been more okay than this year, and they still chose not to. Like it was the perfect storm because you can't leave out the SEC champion, and you can't leave out Texas, who beat the SEC champion on their home field. So we've got to find out a reason to to, to leave Florida State out and. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they would have been like, yeah, Florida State beating a top 10 Louisville team without their their top two quarterbacks just was was more impressive than it would have been if we you know had the 10 and two record. But like, who who would they have left out? I, I just don't see it happening. Texas says during the Washington. Don't well, interrupt you. Uh, They're good. I don't know if you see it. Just one minute ago, uh, Bruce Feldman with the tweet, and I quote, I'm told reports about Louisville wide receiver coach Garrett McGee already having a done deal to go to Arkansas or any plans to join the Razorback staff are not accurate. McGee, a former Arkansas OC, said no contact with Arkansas or anyone there. Did you know about this? No. Petrino's just trying to assemble his staff. Going after, yeah, apparently that's, uh, but he's squashing those rumors that Garrett McGee is looking at going to Arkansas. I love Garrett McGee. I don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah, so that's good news for you then. Yeah. Hopefully, as long as Bruce Feldman is not lying to us. Uh, Virginia Tech, by the way, just also scored on a 51-yard Kyron Drones touchdown run. They lead Tulane 24-17 now. But, yeah, Garrick McGee, keep him in the bill. Yeah. Make that happen. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's a good update. That was a worthwhile breaking news. No, I got one right. Yes. I'm out. Usually, it's like breaking news, a little bit of breaking news here. The Panthers have let go of their third-string tight end. Well, I guess I'm glad glad I chose that one over the fact that the the Vikings put TJ Hawkinson on on IR for the ending of season. Yeah, not not necessary. That was the next one. Okay, <laughs> next text. By the way, are you feeling better about the Eagles now? Uh, I love the fact that San Francisco is now tied with us and have an opportunity to get home field back, but I don't think it's going to happen. Lions are coming. Lions are coming. We'll see what they do against the boys this weekend. Uh, Lions come out and play. They're I hope you right beat Detroit. I'm right, Dallas. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah, but you have you, you need us to lose, and we have the Washington and uh, not Washington, but uh, Arizona and yeah. the Giants. Left, which I, some people were like, "Oh, you barely beat the Giants." We this the Giants game on Saturday was or Sunday Monday whatever day was. Example of where we've had our faults this year and what's probably going to cost us going back to the Super Bowl. It's turnovers. That game, we win, what, 30 to 25 and 14, 16 points they got off our turnovers to them. We fumbled the ball in a kickoff, giving it to the ball to them on the five, and then we threw a pick six. I mean, that, that's just – turnovers are going to be our Achilles heel, and it's going to cost us the game eventually against San Fran or even Detroit when we when we do lose in the playoffs. I guarantee it. I've got uh, – Sad. For the first time ever, I'm in both of my fantasy league championship games. Very excited about it, but I'm in in the the big one, the league that we've this twenty year anniversary. I'm going up against uh, Craig, who is the only person who's never won the league, the only original member who's never won it. I've never liked Craig. He got relegated last year. This is like a Cinderella story. Wow, it is. I'm trying to to get revenge for 
losing the championship game last year when the Bills game got called after the Demar Hamlin thing, yeah. and you're trying to get to, you know redemption story there. But he's got Hertz and Devontae Smith, and I'm not excited about them playing the Cardinals this weekend. Not ideal, not ideal for me. Well, I was going to turn the ball, but Devontae's been making me up and down. He his whole season has been, but uh, yeah, it's all it's all about getting the turnovers. I do have Lamar, who's now looking like the MVP again. Who do they play again? Who do they play this week? They play is it the the Browns, I think. No, no, not the not the Browns. Uh, the, the 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 Dolphins. It's a big one. No, but a, a team that they can put. Some they can score up. points. Yeah, yeah he, he. I came down to. I was driving back from Springfield on Christmas night. It came down to. I needed him to play well to make the finals, and he stepped up for me. Always okay. does. Can, can we can we start like writing a script for the movie of Joe Flacco winning the Super Bowl with the Browns? It would be incredible. I mean, the man who last led Baltimore, the team that was stole that they got stolen from Cleveland to a Super Bowl. Comes back, comes to Cleveland out of nowhere and wins Super Bowl for them. Elite, the Joe Flacco story. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah, how's Kurt Warner get a movie and this guy doesn't? I did also <laughs> uh, finally watch yesterday when I uh, like an hour myself, uh, Run, Barry, Run. Oh, did you like it? It was okay. Really? You didn't like it that much? I mean, I, I, I expected a little bit more. Like, it was just kind of like, there was nothing in there that you didn't know. He never really, like, uh, like also, I, I know it was a cute idea. But like the the you know the whole thing's based. It starts off like nobody knows why he quit. Like nobody knows why. I've never figured out why he retired. Why did he walk away? Well, because he never they, really cared about the game. They finally have like the the ultimate, the apex of the the, the climax of the documentaries. They're going to have this conversation where he's going to dive into why he walked away, and his sons are interviewing him, and it was just kind of like like they didn't know what to say, like they didn't know what to ask. It was just like they they never got into it. He basically was just like, yeah, it was just a it was a bunch of things. Well, the, the, and then it ends. The, the, I'm well, like, okay. Notice with the sons' interview is the one that sons like flabbergasted by the the fax machine. Yeah, he's like, what's the, it's like, and they, they they I think I told you just when I gave my review a little bit of it's like the annoyment that they just kind of like acted over the over the top of this fax machine. Like it was 1998. Like there was no like shot. Fax machines were so common. Like you act like yeah. that was something like, yeah. Now twenty years later, it seems crazy, but like it was common then. I mean, it wasn't like it was. He's like he says. I think like very not everybody had email. I didn't have email in '98. I mean, it was, I mean it was fine. But there just wasn't a whole lot in there that I didn't know, which is kind of what I would want to go for. Like I would have liked if they like they never really talked about his his growing up that much like i think there's probably some stuff there with his dad that they could have gotten into his dad constantly bringing up that jim brown's better than him i think well that's just it's, it's very strange i always thought that was kind of common amongst the barry sanders and his father's story though like that's something that was like i haven't ever seen anything about barry sanders that didn't emphasize that it's so weird though like, at a certain point like you would have thought when he introduced him at the hall of fame that like that would have been the moment to be like no and finally i can say like he's officially the greatest running back of all time. and he's like no he's he still does the old, old joke where it's like he's behind jim brown and me I'm like, <laughs> kind of kind of a d move I, I was like he's like the the worst acceptance to the heisman ever is barry sanders like because he's in japan like, yeah he talks about it's like five in the morning he's there. so tired he's falling asleep <laughs> he's like i didn't even really want to win it anyway and it's like barry he's like sitting there like thanks yeah yeah but I mean, the way he retired kind of was fitting. I mean, as, as I used to say, and getting people make get so mad at me about it, there's Barry Sanders never saw a sideline he didn't love. He was ready to run out of there. Well, he's tiny. Never taken so. a big hit. Best running back of all time. Well, not behind his dad, Jim and Jim Brown. No, he's better than his dad, and Jim Brown. Texas during the Washington game, Jeff Walls was screaming instructions at Jada Curry on the ground during a whistle while she was getting up after falling near the bench. She had a three immediately after, so it clearly worked. Anyway, shout out to Coach Walls. He's a cool dude. Randomly saw him outside of a restaurant in Charlotte with a beer in his hand, chatting it up with someone before the ACC championship. Jeff Walls is the man. I played uh, played golf with him a couple times. He's very, very cool. He's kind of like, you know, just seems like a normal guy, just like you expect him to be. Uh, Walls is the man. 
No way around it. Never played golf with him. Never hung out with him. But I agreed with it. I'm not gonna tell that story. I was gonna tell a story. I'm not gonna do. Maybe one day. We'll no, that does not involve him like like wiping off his ball and you get like adding a stroke to him and then y'all get in a fight. No, it's one of those where like he got a phone More call pinkus. and I need to. We need to maybe be more be like five ten years removed from the situation longer before I can tell this. Okay, I can't wait to do that one. I'm I'm making a note right now. In 2025, 28 Rutherford show Jeff Wall story. I'm, I'm gonna make you tell me the Jeff Wall story. I can do that. All right. It's not terrible, but like I just we're, we're still too close to that era. <laughs> okay, you got to move on because you yeah. you're intriguing me too much. Texas says I found an old note from my phone from 2022 that said Mike Rutherford show 11-28-2022, hour two. Since I had nothing going on, I played it to figure out why I saved it. I still don't know, but you guys were talking about how Vince Merrow was uh, w- would never be the Cincinnati coach and how Trevor wanted Sat gone because the grass was greener with Brom. Well, I think we were right about both those things. I think we were, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. Fitz Merrill was going to be the Cincinnati coach. It's funny he brings it up. I was looking at something. I was, uh, I was on our SoundCloud account the other day, like last week or so, and I, don't know, I was looking at like the, uh, the, the, the ones that have like the most like downloads on it. Uh-huh. And you know, you pop out your chest a little bit here. Like the top ten is all Rutherford shows, and it's, but like randomly at number five, like in the top ten, is. Hour one of the sports talker from like 2016, and it's like no. The best part is it's like November like like 11th or something. 2016 sports talker hour one, and then like right above it is like Mike Rutherford show 2022 November like the same date like Mm. six years later. It's but it's like it's it's so weird to say that like that one show amongst all your Rutherford shows on our like top list. And I made me wonder like what did we talk about on that day on on with TJ that would like was so popular. I mean, uh, if it's 2016 November, I would think it would be like after the UFL game. It was probably basketball related. Yeah, but I mean it was or maybe the uh, basketball. I'm trying to think of what that year was. I mean, that was I want to say it was, Malik 16, Monk, it was either 16 or 17, year. I can't remember. It was one of those two years. Texas says, hey, Mike, have you thought about where the Louisville – oh, this angry guy – where the Louisville fan base uh, was the Friday before the Governor's Cup to where they are now? What a fall. You all suck. Really? At least we're not playing at noon on a Friday. It's number 16 in the country. Where's that use bowl game? Is, anger guy, is he a Kentucky or IU fan? I He's forget. a UK fan. I forget. Texas, Isaac Rendo versus one of the worst-run defenses in the nation today. I, I think I mean Brom defense in general. Personally. Yeah, we can throw on them, we can run on them, we can we should be able to do a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do wonder because I, I, to my understanding, is Garendo is still on the fence about what he wants to do. Like I think there's still a chance that he comes back for next year, but I I think the staff knows that Isaac, or not Isaac, that Maurice Turner is going to come back next season. And Jeff Brom basically said yesterday, like we're you know you have to plan for the future a little bit in these games nowadays. Like we want to get Maurice the ball a ton. I also wonder if we see Kewan Brown a little bit. Tonight in, the, in this game, he'll be the third string running back. He's the one that Staff really loves, right? They, they, he's a freshman. Like, he was yeah. very highly touted. Uh, we, we flipped him from Cincinnati last year, which was sort of ironic. It was after the Satterfield trade. Um, he looked really good in the Murray State game. I think the staff really likes him. Maybe we see a little bit of him tonight. But we should, whoever it is, whether it's one of those three guys, like we should be able to run the ball pretty effectively against this defense, which just like you said, does not do a whole lot well. There's no. I, I think they can score on us a little bit. Like I think that. Like I think Miller Moss, just from seeing a little bit of his his, his highlight film, I know he's got limited sample size. I think he's good enough to to run their offense. They've got they haven't run the ball very well this season, but they've got USC running backs. I know their leading rusher, Marshawn Lloyd, uh, is opting out, but they've still got dudes that can run it. And then they'll try to get the ball in, in Zachariah Branch's hands as much as they can. And he's, you know, one of the most explosive players in the entire country. He's a guy that 
you know, can single-handedly change a game. Don't kick to him. Don't punt to him. You know, don't have just one guy out there to tackle him in space. Like, you've got to limit him. You, you can't let him beat you alone because he can't absolutely make that happen. Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't want people to think this because I, we, that because USC's most of their, their main starters, their name guys, you mentioned Marshawn Lynch and I'm mean, Cat Williams, I think Taj Washington's out, you know, so on and so forth. Like, it's because those guys aren't playing, aren't, doesn't mean the guys that aren't stepping up. Todd Washington's playing, by the way. Oh, is he playing? It's, and Marshawn Lloyd, not Marshawn Lynch. Oh, okay. I knew it was something like that. It was close. I thought Washington was transferring. Because isn't that the guy that transferred from Oklahoma to USC? I thought yeah, he was, he's playing. He is? Okay. He said, basically, like, he, his quote was like, it's football. I want to play. I, okay. love, I love football. But their they're leading receiver's out. Which was? Um... Name now is escaping me. The, the I thought the the what I thought was it Washington the guy that transferred from Oklahoma to USC? I don't know, but okay. he's playing the game. I know that either way. The other um, the other one's not. The the major point is that it's just because some of the names that you do know or have heard aren't playing doesn't mean the guys that behind them aren't damn good too offensively. Yeah. I mean these are the guys that are that are being stepped up in this game for USC are the ones that maybe like we or UK would get from the portal and be so excited about. So and we should be excited about because guess what that's what USC is they are deep in talent maybe not after this year since Lincoln Riley's quit recruiting but yeah. currently they still are and so they, we can't just defensively we don't we can't go in there just with the mindset of oh hey you know this is their, their third string we don't need to no we go out go out there like we're playing their first string handle our business then we can relax in the second half when we're up big for sure no I mean it's USC they've got five stars all over the exactly. field exactly but wait, Taj Washington he's declaring early for the draft but he's playing in the game maybe that's what I maybe that's yeah what I think I we all saw that okay. I think you know when you have guys that are juniors that are declaring for the draft you just assume that in this day and age they're not playing he's in not the bowl play. game yeah it's but kind he, of a custom right I mean, he gave a long speech about how he, he loves the program he loves playing football and if they're gonna play a game he's gonna play in it so which is kind of cool it's a little bit of a throwback and their leading receiver was I guess it he was is the, the leading receiver oh bro, you were thinking of Brendan Rice. The Rice kid's not playing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's Well, he's the one that's supposed to be a top yeah, first-round pick or so, maybe. Texas is adding bottoms to Trevor's movie list. It's a hilarious movie about lesbians and stereotypical football players. Also, The Holdovers is an awesome new holiday movie. I don't know if The Holdovers is bottoms. Sounds perverted, so it's kind of like my, I'm, I'm, I'm giving Odd a combination. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had to check that out, I guess. I'll give it a look. By the way, Taj Washington, I don't know why. You know I can't let things go. Was a transfer from Memphis. Not Memphis, okay. They did have somebody that, they, that followed him. I just don't remember who it was. Texas, I was working yesterday. Props to you. <laughs> I feel like everybody I know in my life is like, I have two weeks off now, holidays. I'm like, I expected really? to work yesterday. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mario Williams was the guy that followed him. Texas, does UK Athletics run WDRB Sports now? Bozich with the KP stuff, and then Crawford yesterday with this whole plumber article. Hey, Jack, how does it feel that a fan tweeted at you during the FSU game to kill yourself? I, can we, we can talk about this for a second. So Crawford, I, he did get a lot of heat for writing the story. I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Like, just, he, he wrote this whole story about his, his – he said his main his initial idea was to have Jack Plummer do the whole like read mean tweets thing that they do on what, The Tonight Show, I guess. Yeah, but aren't those like fake tweets anyway? You must know. No, I mean, you can find them. Like, they, oh. It's just like you know, they, they have celebrities come in and read – really mean tweets about themselves. Yeah, I've seen and so Crawford was going to do this with Plummer and he ran the idea by him and Plummer was like, I don't you know he's like, I deleted social media off my app. I don't I don't want the negativity. And so Crawford was like, well it'd be kind of a chotch move for me to be like, hey, here's what everybody's been saying about you the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but so he, he writes the story talking about how Plummer has dealt with the adversity and how people are have been very, very critical of him. And a lot of Louisville fans were like, why would you bring this up the eve before the game, bring up all the negativity. Why don't you drum up the positive stuff? And one, like Crawford's not fan media. Like it's it's not his job to write positive stories about U of L or to, you know, like 
the way that the fan base Should has you respect him more for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way that the fan base has reacted to Jack Plummer. I mean, look, Plummer was the and it wasn't just Louisville fans, but he was the number one trending topic on on Twitter. They while the FSU game was ending, ends of the conference championship game, and it was because he played poorly. And a lot of Louisville fans had a lot of things to say about him, and it was out there. And you know, I think that you did kind of wonder if he was going to look at it, if he was going to hear it. And it's you know, Eric, I think it's a worthwhile story to write. It's it's like. If you are part of a gigantic crime spree, you know, you've been robbing a bunch of stores, you've been stabbing people, you've been killing people, and there's a bunch of stories being written about, and you're like, hey, let's try to focus on the positive here. Let's, you know, there's some good stuff happening out there too. Why are we writing about this? It's it's kind of the same thing. Like, Like, it's definitely a story the way that the amount of negativity surrounding Plummer's play. And it's been that way from really the first half of the season, uh, the first half of the first game, when he was playing poorly against Georgia Tech and and all this stuff. So I think the Bozich stuff is a different thing entirely, where he's just like, is, is kind of doing fanboy media stuff for Kenny Payne. Um, it could be also he's just close to Kenny Payne too. I mean, yeah, but he's a journalist. Like, you know, know, it's, know. it shouldn't matter. Like, that should not. Yeah, you know, I, I think Rick's like I've been doing this long enough. I can, I can, I can, ha- I can have an excuse. It's kind of the sense that you get. <laughs> it's it's, kind of like you said your grandma says she's ninety. She can say what she wants. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it, it, Crawford, I, I think it's it, it's less easy to criticize what he's doing. He's 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 under no obligation to just write positive things about U of L sports. I think it's a it, it, like the way that Plummer has been reacted to all season long is one of the bigger stories around this football team for sure. I would have never like associated Cropper with being like UK media just because of that story about Plummer. No, I thought it was fine. Like I didn't think. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I I don't see that. Maybe I mean I, I guess I mean maybe in some people's opinion, if you don't say you know suck up to Louisville, then you are anti kind of the Jerry Tipton role. I guess UK fans always put him in. Like he hates us because he never kisses our our butts. He was the one guy, and then it was like, yeah. yeah. To be honest, yeah. God forbid. Texas Mike, I'm the Zan Payne game guy. You saw the effort and execution pick up when he entered the game late against UK. You got to wonder how different that one would have been had he played more. <laughs> I'm wondering too. By the way, don't bring up that game anymore, people. I don't, I'd forgotten the game even happened. What game? It's been over a week now. Oh, it actually, it hasn't been a week. It feels like it's been like three weeks. It's been a month. <laughs> I mean, like it's adding one more week to what you just said. We've got the football game tonight, and then like New Year's stuff. Like yeah. I feel like when New Year's ends, I'm gonna be like, oh, God, this is a perfect. It is. Perfect. I don't want to talk about basketball. And speaking of which, it's kind of good that we don't have another game until after the New Year. Like this is a, a great way to get to put a good taste in our mouth going into New Year's. Right? I'm fine with us in not 20- having. Yeah. I'm fine with us not having another game till after Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to just take that thing out into Easter, then I'm fine. I with don't want to do that. Valentine's Day is depressing enough for me. I don't want to have to add basketball to it. <laughs> I'm saying after. If, if we, if we want to just not play the next three months, I'm okay with that as well. <laughs> I think I'd be good. i got some Game of Thrones, some movies to watch. I'm good. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It's Holiday Bowl Day here on 1450-961, The Big X. Now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Since a prehistoric age is energy. 
Welcome back in. Wednesday, this is the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, coverage for tonight's Louisville-USC Holiday Bowl. If you're listening on the radio, you can listen on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Pre-game show will start at 6.30. Coverage of the actual game with Paul Rogers and company will kick off at 8 o'clock from Petco Park in San Diego. Fox has the TV coverage. Trivia time for Trevor Kelsey. Trivia. I love trivia. I hope it's not what was Jack Quas Jack Quam Stadium. Jack Quam Stadium, what's it called? Petco Park. Yeah, that's not but it's actually new it's not actually the old Jack Murphy. It's something different, right? So tonight will only be the third time okay. that Louisville football has played a game on Fox. They're two and all time in games played on the network. Like Do you have all any, time? All time. Do you have any idea what the other two games that Louisville played on Fox were? Hint well, they've both been within the last uh twenty years. Okay, I know this is our first meeting ever with USC. I do know that. That's I, true. I, I will cancel that one. It's like a tidbit trivia answer. Doesn't, not going to save you here. I'm going to save me. I'm going to stall. Uh, it says it's been the last 20 years, so I'll say, well, one was the Orange Bowl. That's correct. Yeah. Wake Forest, uh, 2007 Orange that, yeah. Bowl on Fox. Um, And the other would have, I'm assuming a bowl game, obviously. Incorrect. Oh, not. Okay, wow. It was um, a season opener. Oh, Alabama? Incorrect. Auburn? Incorrect. I have to remember the other season opener. <laughs> the game against Purdue in 2017 against ah, Jeff Brom's Boilermakers was wow. a Fox game. Was it really? Okay. There you go. 2 and 0 on Fox. We also are 3 and 0. We are 3 and 0 all time in bowl games played inside Major League Baseball stadiums. One was last year, right? One was last year. Uh the other one was the uh Tropicana place that we beat the Belk Bowl NC, uh, NC State or whatever it was. Well, we lost that game, so. Okay, but it was the Belk well, that was inside a baseball stadium. It what? was not. Was it Tropicana Field? No. I thought it was. Okay. What was no. the other one then? Uh, we played the Beefo Brady's Bowl in Tampa. Oh, that was okay. But yeah. it was in ta- I had the right, had the right the stadium, wrong bowl game. Not the Belk Bowl. And yeah. then the Belk Bowl's in Charlotte. The Orange Bowl technically was played the home of the Florida Marlins. Was okay. Yeah, well, orange. Yeah, because it was. Yeah. It was the Orange? Yeah. Hard Rock. Hard Rock. Happy. Yeah. We are Is that where they were playing at the time? Yes. Okay. We we are five and six though all time in games played at major league baseball stadiums. Wow, I mean I can't I'm not asking you today to name okay. them. I, I was just throwing that out there as a cap on the trivia. I would the like to know can can you name them though? I would like to know the stadiums we played in. Um I know that we played now you're not talking just bowl. Well, we I played because I knew this from last year's bowl game that we played at Riverfront against Cincinnati multiple times. Yeah, and then we played. Well, this just recently. Well, no, that's right. The Steelers. It's only Steelers. It's been the Pell Stadium. I'm thinking. I've had to think back to the cookie cutter days of uh, of Riverfront and Three Rivers type stadiums. I guess we played at. This is via Kelly Dickey. We also played at Veterans Stadium, home of the Phillies. We played the Astrodome twice. Did we really? That's crazy. we played at Riverfront Stadium for the Reds three times. And then Ebbets Field, former home of the old Brooklyn Dodgers, and then Sportsman Park, which was the home of the Browns and Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I remember sports. I know sports. Uh, we played at Ebbets Field, really? Yeah, that's awesome. I've got a cool picture of Ebbets Field. I, I don't know why I've always like I've always thought Ebbets Field was awesome. I don't know, I don't know yeah. why I've always had a thing for that. Um, I wonder who do. I mean, that's cool. That's what. I, yeah, it's kind of what I'm trying to find out. Like it was, that would have been in what well, had to been in the fifties. Ebbets Field was torn down in the sixties. I don't know what the game was. Yeah, it would have been sometime in the 50s, though, because I think the Dodgers moved in, what, like 58, I want to say? 59, 50, 58, 59, in the late 50s? They moved them and the Giants moved within a year of We each played other. there in 1940. Man, 1940, that's insane. We Army? played, uh, no, we played Long Island University. Of course. And we lost 29 to 6. 
the, the Long Island. I wonder what their nickname was. Well, they used to be the Blackbirds. <laughs> Were they? Okay. They've changed it now. Yeah. Oh, I was so yeah. Okay. Because I had a friend who played soccer there. Okay. It's uh, cool trivia though to have. That's that's good to know. They are now. What are what are they now? They are. Their their mascot is Quacker Jack. <laughs> that doesn't sound politically correct. <laughs> they are the Ducks now. Okay. <laughs> is that just the name of their mascot? Quacker Jack's the name of their their mascot. Okay. They're the Ducks now. Right. That is their their team name. I think Long Island. I think Ducks. I same. <laughs> who who doesn't? Uh, we yeah. Our our first looks like five games in baseball stadiums were all losses. We lost to the we lost to SLU at Sportsman Park. We lost to Long Island at Ebbets Field. We lost Cincinnati at Riverfront. We lost to Temple at uh, the Astrodome, uh, at Veterans Stadium in Philly. We beat Houston in the Astrodome in 1984. Lost Cincinnati at Riverfront, beat Cincinnati at Riverfront, lost to Houston at the Astrodome, and then the Wake Forest, Southern Miss, and Cincinnati Bowl games. Astrodome might, this is not trivia, but a little, little tidbit fact for you. Astrodome might be the most impressive stadium, especially for its time built, that never actually hosted a Super Bowl. Okay. It was built, and they were planning to host it there, but the construction went longer than it planned. As a result, the year that they're supposed to host it ended up being at Tulane Stadium instead in New Orleans. I didn't Out, know. Last, I think it was last. I mean, probably the smallest stadium the Super Bowl's ever been hosted in, too. I want to say that was in uh, Super Bowl four, maybe Super Bowl five. I want to believe. Hmm. And because of that, uh, stuff started popping up, and the Astrodome never hosted a Super Bowl. Well, pour one out for the Astrodome. I mean, it's just because it's like one of the eighth wonders of the world, wasn't it? The seventh yeah. one of the world, and again, yeah. never hosted a Super Bowl. Kind of crazy, insane. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texter says, playing USC on Fox before they leave for the Big Ten just feels so right. Super excited for the game. I hope that Puppy Mill Trevor had a great holiday. <laughs> Puppy Mill Trevor. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm not saving if I bought my dogs from Puppy Mill. Isn't that a good thing I'm saving them from the Puppy Mill? Well, you're also just continuing to fund the Puppy Mill by giving them your money. But if I take all their dogs and they have no dogs left to sell. Well, if you just stole them, yeah. I could have done that too. Yeah. Been hard to get away in the Amish land. What are they going to do? Call the cops? <laughs> it is kind of crazy. This is the that we're playing USC, kind of the program that you think of. I think when you think Pac-10, Pac-12 football, well, yeah. in their last game as a member of the conference. I mean, yeah, and uh, we'll send them out on a loss. Meanwhile, Washington's going to win the, the national championship in the Pac-12. You think so? I'm putting money on it. Really? I've told you all year that was my. They've been my team all year. You know I was on their bandwagon before the season started. It is sort of hilarious that this is like the best season they've had in football in well, 15 years. 1990, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be the last season. 30 years, It is probably. the last season. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, USC, even though you can make the, the, a pretty valid case that in the last decade, last decade plus, Washington and Oregon have been the best teams in that conference. Oregon I, more, I think more so. Yeah. Oregon, for sure. They've, they've yeah. been the most consistent. There's no question about it. You, I, I would still make the case that when you think Pac-10 football, the first logo, the first brand that comes to your mind – is is USC football? Oh yeah, I mean, I grew up knowing USC. I mean, I, I'm I've heard the stories about when I was born. My uncle, first time he saw me, he says he's a future Trojan left tackle because I was a big. I mean, you, you know how big I was. It was John size being born. So I mean, that's that my my uncle John, who's you know, made, he's actually a big USC guy, a big John Robinson fan. So I kind of grew up listening to how great John Robinson was at USC and Marcus Allen and Ricky Bell and OJ Simpson and you know so on and so forth. Those you know. Names I heard and listened to growing up didn't help me. I'm just getting a little fan anyway. I feel like I, I think it was on the station, but I, I, I mean, 
every local sports radio show has had this conversation at one point in time. But I think you and I had a, had a talk during the, one of the off seasons about you know who would you like to play in football if you could schedule a home and home with anybody. What names would you like to see? And I think that I ended up going with USC just because it's one of the bigger programs that we've never played. Yeah. And like you know, it, when you think like when you see that helmet, it, it's like it, it does it's something iconic. to you. It's like seeing you know Duke uniform. As much as we hate Duke, when we never played them before, uh, when we hadn't played them in a long time, like seeing them in 2013 up close and personal, play against my favorite team was a was a cool thing. Uh, I think USC is sort of the same way. And for that reason, it's one of the many reasons why I'm excited about tonight's game, even though it, it means less than bowl games did when, when you and I and pretty much everybody listening were growing up. I mean, I remember USC was good in 95 when they played Northwestern in the Rose Bowl. But I remember it's like, that was, I mean, USC had been down for a while. That was kind of one of their like bounce back years a little bit at that point in Northwestern. But still, Northwestern to me was like just this great Cinderella. I wanted to see them win. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was, it was, yeah, it's still David versus Goliath, no matter. The USC had been down for five or six years and was having kind of a bounce back season that year. And I don't think they were that great. Maybe they nine wins maybe that year, but you know, still. I mean, it was. It's still. You, you're right. No matter what, it's, it's USC. That that helmet is when you talk when you bring up like iconic helmets and logos in college football history. I mean, it's top five. Sure, it's right there with note with somewhat you know a number on the side with Alabama or you know Notre Dame gold or Michigan. Penn State all white Michigan with the whatever the thing they stole from Delaware, you know. Uh, Indiana Larry says they better win big. I bet on them big. <laughs> I hope so too. And I'm not. I don't know. I'm not betting on the. I don't. I didn't bet on the night's game. I don't know if I am going to bet on the night's game. I think I just want to watch it and have fun. I don't want to stress with money. I've fallen into like the the trap that I've always said I wouldn't fall into, where like the last <laughs> few days, like the, you know, just like it, last week. You know, there've been games on, so I'm like, "Hey, eh, I'll throw a little money out there." And these games are impossible to bet. On. Like, you've got oh, no man. idea how these kids are. Been there, best. And it's so like, I'm not wagering a lot because I don't know a lot. But like, I, I'm, I'm not hitting anything. I hit the very first one, which was I can't remember what, what game it was. Like one of the, the first bowl game I bet. I was like, I think it was the UTSA game, the Roadrunners game. We had the texture. I was like, oh, I'll trail you. Why not? After that, I'm like, this is great. This is easy. Let's just do this. I think I've lost like seven consecutive bowl bets. <laughs> I was like guessing too. I'm just like, yeah, James Madison. They've been pretty good. I'm straight up. Why are they an underdog? They lose by ten. Uh, at least you're doing it with in, in, in a time when you if you do when you can cash in. I was I went through this phase during like with Uncle Bo when you couldn't even like, like even if you did win it wasn't gonna help anyway. You're my, I mean I don't know what you're. You're not gonna. It's gonna take so long to get your money back. It's just like you're wasting your time betting anyway. Well, I, did, I had a withdrawal last week, so I felt like I was doing well, and then now I'm like I'm like I'm inching towards. Like having to make a deposit at some point if this continues. Like I need to, I I really just like I do really well with college basketball. I feel like it's the thing that I know and I've done. I've bet well. I know it's tough to gamble in college basketball, but I've done pretty well. I need to just like focus on that. When I when I just like bet to bet on the NFL or or these bowl games is when I get in trouble. I just need to the things that I feel confident about. I need to just stick with that, and I just can't do it. Like tonight, I mean, if you're sitting there, you're like at home, you're like, yeah, Louisville USC is on. Throw something up there. It just it's it's hard not to. I was driving to to pick up Mary and the kids last night, and like, I'm like, oh, Kansas UNLV seems like an under. Take the under. It's like 49, 36 or whatever. I was like, Jesus, this is terrible. Texture says, can Hodge Turner be our coach? I'd love it. <laughs> What's Hodge up to, buddy? You would know more than anybody. I believe he's he was on a staff at William and Mary that got into some trouble. Uh-oh. And he was at, I think, VCU. And now I think, or George Washington, I mean, was the most recent job, and they got, they got into some trouble for some stuff. And I think that he's out of coaching at this point he was at vermont for a couple of years 
Um, so what you're saying is he's available. I think he's available right now. I think he is. Not 100% sure, but I think so. Texter says, Mike trying to figure out how Trevor's 7.4 equates to us winning by four t- TDs. Me. Mike, let me introduce you to Trevor's ACT score. Take special <laughs> notice. Take special notice of the math section, please. That's the problem. The issue was wasn't my it wasn't me. It was you didn't have a calculator with your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Texas, okay. I'm sorry to bring up basketball today. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. But I listened to a lot of reactions over the weekend to the UK loss and KP's postgame presser, and it got me thinking. Looking at everything that Payne said after the UK loss, he totally bought into the little brother narrative when he was at Kentucky. He really thinks that we are a little brother that can never really compete consistently with big brother UK. Yeah. I think that that's very obvious. I don't, I mean, we need more of the, I know, I know we looked it up and he went one and three in his playing days against UK. So it's not like he was dominating, but in the eighties when the rivalry was resurged, you know, we, it took hold of the state. You know, it got so big that they forced the two teams to play. We were the better program. Like we, we were better than Kentucky when we started playing again. We need that mindset from Kenny Payne, not the the mindset that he had at UK when they were doing great things and they were beating us consistently. And you know, we, we, even when we were good, we still were little brother. Like you're the head coach at Louisville now, man. Like it's it's time to shake that off. It's time to make us the big brother instead of being like the gaps closing because we lost by 19 this year. Texas, it sounds like Trevor played Roller Coaster Tycoon. Is that a, that's a, isn't that a computer it's game? an old computer game back in the day. I never, I, I didn't play it. The only, only game I ever played on computer was uh, the, uh, what was the uh, the Star Wars game when they came out with the, the, uh, the, re, uh, episode, the, the, the episode one. That was like the only game. I don't know why, but I played it. I had it on the, I got it on computer and played it like when. One weekend on computer. Rollercoaster Tycoon was like a that was like a grade school game. Like a, like, that's like Sim in like a Sim world. Yeah, exactly. I never got into the Sim stuff. I, I never. I don't My know sister why. did. I didn't. I tried getting into it one time. There was a a Facebook version called like Campus Life or something. And when I'd get bored working at Insight, I'd I'd got into it a little bit then. But then it got to the point where like you, if you buy this, you get more credits. I'm like, I'm not buying anything. Screw that. And I just kind of forgot about it. And my city died. <laughs> School closed. It's fun. <laughs> They'll be okay. Bleep ru- kids. Tens of towns and ruins now. Now it looks like the now it's like the city from Judgment Night with Emilio Estevez. Texas bowl <laughs> games feel like more like preview games for next season because opt out guys would have been gone anyways. I think there's a, a little bit of that. The difference is I think you still have some holdovers from like, like Brian Hudson's not coming back next year. Jack Plummer's not coming back next year. Those guys are going to play a big part in, in whatever success we do or don't have tonight. But it has, I think Petrino was the first one. And I, I remember him saying it. We interviewed him for the Music City Bowl when we played AM in Lamar's freshman season. And this was still at a time when most coaches were not admitting this. But Petrino came on and was like, I, I like to view this as sort of like the first unofficial game for next season like he was the first one to kind of look forward and, and say it's not really a, a gift it's not really the cap of the current season it's more about next year and I do think it's a little bit of both I think you want to reward the current players especially the ones that are are, are actually playing the game when they have the opportunity to not to but you do want to give with the opt-outs and this guy, the guys in the transfer portal you want to give some guys that you feel like can step into bigger roles next season an opportunity to kind of you know, get their feet wet a little bit and show what they can do on the field so it's it's a little bit of both I think uh, Texas says Leonard Fournette was the first big opt out. I think it was a sign. Yeah, I, can't, I saw it a little bit. Was he before 
I think he was the year before McCaffrey, right? Yeah, he. I think the takes are maybe right. He. I do remember him opting out and that being kind of the big deal. But there were two of them that like the year that it happened. Were they in the same? No, they weren't in the same draft. Opt out. McCaffrey and Fournette were the same year. They were the two big ones. Okay, so yeah. they were in the same draft. I couldn't remember. Yeah, because they both went in the top ten that year. I guess I remember McCaffrey more because as good as he was, like Fournette was the guy who was on the NFL draft radars from his freshman season on, and it was kind of yeah. like, you know, could he just should he just sit out these two whole seasons? And so it was kind of like I guess it was more of a. It wasn't surprising that he did. Wasn't that what Clowney did? And he said his whole senior year, junior year, whatever. Kind of, but he still played. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was hurt. The air quotes. Cool, cool, yeah, yeah. But McCaffrey was just kind of like the surprise, and it was kind of like, ooh, like this isn't just a like because Fournette kind of got talked about the same way that people talked about Herschel Walker, where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the draft rule shouldn't apply to him. He's physically ready to play in the NFL already, and if yeah, he was just kind of this freak, and so it's not a shock that he's doing something crazy. He's like, he's like Moses Malone going pro at a time when nobody else was doing it, and then McCaffrey was like, you were like, oh, th- this might be a trend. <laughs> you pull up the ghosts of Moses Malone and yeah. Marshall Walker there. And people always, you know, guys who just went straight to the pros. Moses Malone got thrown in. Moses, well, Moses, Moses Malone was supposed to go to Maryland. Couldn't get to make the grades. Didn't Texas says I, accident, I accidentally turned on Paul Feinbaum. He said a caller's opinion was propaganda. LOL, that's definitely a pot calling a kettle black. <laughs> Texas, who is the weirdest person that you ever interviewed? Besides Trevor? <laughs> Am I really number one? No. Um, the weird. This wasn't technically an, you never interviewed me though. Really, I mean, I, sometimes I just feel like it. <laughs> the weirdest person. This wasn't an interview, but the weirdest person I ever talked to, like famous Joey Chestnut. What? <laughs> no, like maybe the weirdest person I've ever talked to. Really? I mean, was that just in because, any way, shape, or form? Was it just be? Was it his answers or just because of his profession? No, he's weird as hell. Is he? Like, not mean or just, like, super strange. Just way out there. Show your work. Give me an example. Oh, God. I mean, he's just like, he, like. Did he say just, like, there had to have been an answer that stuck out to you in some way that would have, like, would have given him this victory. I mean, him talking about why he moved was was why very from strange. Like, from to California now he's living in Ohio and just like okay. that is strange he's just California to Ohio very socially awkward I think I and mean, you have to be to get into hot dog eating I guess but and other eats everything doesn't he didn't yeah he, didn't he own other like didn't he like have the like the soft taco record and stuff like that I'm trying to think of now like actual interview because there have been a lot of weird people but, I mean I, I can tell you now mine wouldn't be because of because the interview is because the interviewer and that was Mike White probably really because I kept saying, <laughs> he was, this was wet behind the ears, and this is saying a lot for me. But this was Trevor. Like I think I was in like my second week of radio, like, and I, you know, and I, I didn't like actually finish, you know, the college thing. I just, I got the internship, worked, you know, worked, and and, and learned learned as I was going, and still am to this, sadly, to this to this point. But like I interviewed Mike, and he was assistant for Ole Miss, and I think at least three times the interview, I said Mississippi State. <laughs> It's not really. And, it's more of a you thing than. Oh, it that's is. what I just said. It was the interviewer, yeah. not the interviewee. And it was, but I felt so bad for him because it was so awkward. Because finally, at one point, he was like, "I don't like Mississippi State." <laughs> like, almost, and of course, Mike White would go on to be a decent head coach or you know head coach at some point. But I always look back at this and how he was just some like third assistant on Ole Miss's staff when I interviewed him, like two weeks into the business, and just how much I screwed the interview up so badly. It was so horrible. That's bad. I remember I played it on with the show with I was doing a show with with Jody and uh, Matt Jones, and we played it. Matt just like 
You realize you called him brother man like six times, right? I'm like, brother yeah, man, I know. Jesus. I did. I did. I did that. It was, it was, it was a disaster. Poor Mike White had to have hung up that phone and been like, what am I doing in my life? Like, if this is like, why, why am I getting him to do this interview with this kid? Yeah. It was, it was bad. I felt it was the worst interview ever made. That's not good. Thank you. Not I'll good. find it one day and we'll play it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've got a better one, but I can't. Were you screwed up or the interview no, was no, bad? No, and it just were like the, the the texter is asking weirdest interview, yeah. weirdest person you've ever interviewed. And there's been some. Like, I don't want to throw local people under the bus. Jim, this is a very obscure answer, but Jim Hayford, who was the he was the head coach at Eastern Washington, and then he ended up taking the job at Seattle, was super weird and he got in trouble recently i hate to I get catch up. we got about 20 seconds though so. okay okay they, 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 perfect hand we'll end on a yes. jim hayford note sorry five, sorry people it's not my fault five <laughs> o'clock hours coming up next we'll talk more about this bowl game more text from you guys it's all on the way here on o'clock hype music, getting ready for pregame, whether it's one of our weeknight games or the Friday show getting ready for a Saturday game. One last time into the trenches, dear friends. Louisville taking on USC tonight, wrapping up their 2023 season in the Holiday Bowl. 8 o'clock from San Diego is the kickoff time. Fox has the TV coverage. 970 WGTK, which we join now for the pre-pregame show. Yeah, but it's 5 o'clock there for the tip kickoff then. That's early. Well, I mean, it's, but they're kind of used to it. West yeah, Coast Sports yeah. is typically, you know, they're kicking off earlier because they, you know, they don't want to kick off at midnight on the East Coast. But Louisville against USC, the Cards, 12-12-1, all-time in bowl games. We have not won. I, I, I kind of had, had to go back and look at this. I was like, I feel like we haven't won back-to-back bowl games in a long time. We won the Fenway Bowl last year. Louisville has not won bowl games in consecutive seasons since Charlie Strong's last two years in 2012 and 2013. We won the Sugar Bowl and then won the Russell Athletic Bowl a year later. TK, uh, if I asked you this, I think everybody, if you ask any Louisville fan, favorite bowl victory of all time, they're going to name one of the, 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 the three big ones. The Sugar Bowl over Florida, the Orange Bowl over Wake Forest, or the Fiesta Bowl over Alabama. If you're taking those three out of the equation, we have nine other bowl wins all time. Which is your favorite? Sugar Bowl would probably be right there for me, just to, just to throw that out well, there. Yeah, I, I, say, just, I think most people would say Sugar Bowl, uh, especially our age. But I, but the other two probably wouldn't be the one fighting Sugar Bowl for number one. Fighting the Sugar Bowl for number one would probably be the 93 Liberty Bowl for me. That's a good one. Because I mean, I think, I think it also I think age is a big big factor in this this equation for sure. I mean, you know, Fiesta Bowl was like I I, I vaguely I remember the festival, but I I, I, can't, I mostly post Fiesta Bowl I remember more than than it happening in itself because I just hadn't got into I guess college football heavily at that point, and is I, I was a late bloomer to college football, and the the Liberty Bowl '93 was kind of my introduction. 
And that's so that yeah, that's that's probably right up there. That and the you know tied maybe and this is gonna be, Liberty Bowl is gonna be a popular answer for me at least because again we went so many of them, but the one over Boise State too, in in oh four yeah. I mean that one was because it was you know we'd had it's the one be my answer. They, oh, I'm sorry to steal it from you, buddy. I mean, it's an obvious one. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. And see if your reasoning is the same as me. One, I, I was there, had a great time. Um, even though that was also like the only time I've ever fell asleep before midnight on for the, on, on New Year's, at least up to that point. Uh, but it was you know it was Boise's undefeated. We got the one loss. You know they think they're not getting up respect. We don't have think we're getting up respect. It was just a great game, back and forth, back and forth. And in hindsight, we see now, three years later, probably the two teams that should have been playing for the national title three years later. I mean, so it is what it is. I think that one right there. Those two, those two Liberty Bowls are, are right there with me. Yeah, I've made the point on the show a few times before, but I feel like if we win that Liberty Bowl in 04, three years later, when Boise State has the national re- reputation of being this giant slayer, and like I think that game gets looked at differently nationally because – in 2004, it was still like, oh, little old Boise State, the cute 12 0 oh, yeah. team in Louisville. You know, they got the blue turf. Right. Aren't they adorable? Louisville, they gave Miami quite a scare. They're pretty good. And, you know, they should win this game handily. They're the better team. And, you know, when we won, it was kind of like, oh, cool. Like you beat an undefeated Boise State team. And then a couple of years later, Boise's beating Oklahoma and, you know, they're beating Oregon in the regular season. And they're this you know, kind of powerhouse. I, I feel like we didn't get the credit we deserved for winning that game. That's probably, if we're taking those three big games off the table, I would say that's the best team we've beaten in a bowl game, outside of the you know the Sugar Fiesta and in, in, in Orange Bowls. Yeah, and maybe I mean you can make the case that Boise State team was better than '91 Alabama or better than maybe Wake Forest in 2006. But outside of that, Michigan State, I'm kind of like you, the Fiesta Bowl, and, and I remember so my brothers and my whole family we would do this thing on New Year's Day where there were like six or seven bowl games when we were growing up on New Year's Day, and we would pick the winners and whoever had the best record, would win this big bag of candy of their choice. It was like a nice. big thing. And I remember picking that game, and everyone picked Louisville besides my oldest brother, Paul, who went to Northwestern because he didn't like Howard Schnellenberger. He's like, he's like, I'm not a big fan. He's like, I'm picking Alabama. And we all picked Louisville, but we kind of, I remember my dad, you know, I'm six years old at the time, five years old maybe, and he's talking about, I just kind of go off of whatever my dad says, and he's like, I don't, I don't like our chances. It's still Alabama and all this stuff. And then we beat them down. And the one thing that I remember about the game is Anthony Cummings catching that touchdown pass and running right into the goalpost, and my dad being like, "That's the hardest hit of the game on a Louisville player," and like, like you know, <laughs> brought the house down. Everybody's dying laughing. This, you know, this is you know, nobody had heard a joke like that before. It was great. But like I remember that, and then kind of like you, the Brom team in '93 was the first one that I really remember following, like the week to week. Like, like I've I remember the bowl more than I do like the season itself. Like, I, I remember the, like, getting really into Aaron Bailey and loving him as a yeah. player, and kind of cutting off my undershirt when I played flag football to try and look like him, uh, and doing all that stuff. Like, I, like that was the first team that I remember like following. Like I, my was, only memory of '90, uh, the '90 team is the 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 Fiesta Bowl. Baylor, Baylor, my mistake. He's the one that later on almost catch the hail mary from uh, Jim Harbaugh in the AFC title game. Did he? I think you know. I think you're right. He was. It went right. I mean, he dropped it, unfortunately, but I mean, he went right into his hands, and uh, he he dropped it in the uh, in the end zone. He kind, ends, of, kind of went into his belly, I think, and he just kind of went through his arms. He ended up being um, his kid, Amari Bailey, who ended up being uh, quite the athlete. Well, Cummings' kids ended up being pretty good too. Yeah, he did. It was Parker, yeah, because uh, his son now <laughs> Amari plays for the Hornets. Played at UCLA was a yeah, big time guy. Who was it now? Who, who, Amari Bailey, Aaron Bailey's son. 
I didn't, place I didn't to know, play, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That, that one I learned. But I would say if we're talking about other games that stand out, like we mentioned this game last week because it was the anniversary of the dance-off. Like the, For whatever reason, the Beef O'Brady's Bowl <laughs> win in Charlie's first year felt really good. One, it was Southern Miss. Two, we'd yeah. been so bad the three years before and had been so depressing. It was a nice little like carrot to dangle and say, hey, like, like here's a little treat now, but we're going to be a lot better moving forward. Complete opposite of the, the way you mentioned the Motor City Bowl earlier yeah. on the show, how it was – just it was so we were so happy to get there, but we got crushed in that game. This in this scenario, we're happy to be there, and we won it. And the other one that that I really enjoyed it was it was still a disappointment to be in the game, but that Russell Athletic Bowl thumping of Miami. Yeah, it, it was like it was, it was a nice way for Teddy and those guys to go out. I, I still to this day I will say that 2013 team, most talented team that we've ever had at Louisville. I don't think you can call them the best team we've ever had because they just they played nobody. They played one team the entire year and they lost to them, Central Florida on their home field. I still would have loved to have seen that team play a proper schedule, um, but seeing them go out by just hammering Miami in Miami in the Russell Athletic Bowl was it was a nice it was kind of cathartic seeing Teddy like aired out. It was also kind of frustrating to be like, why didn't we just let him throw like this the entire season? Well, also, like, it would have been a lot more fun. It was a nice get the taste out of our basketball, the taste of basketball in our mouths, which is what tonight's game will do as well for us as little fans. Because if I'm not mistaken, it at the we lost to UK. We lost to UK that, that day. Yeah, that was a horrible. I think I told you that was the, I was in the hospital that whole that week with pneumonia, and I was like, I was like, just I want to get out. I want to go home, and like the hospital wouldn't let me. They finally let me go like at halftime of like the basketball. This is a disaster, and I I, I barely got to see any of the football game, any of the basketball game. I was just a disaster of a day, which is why I think that game, that bowl game, doesn't strike me as as flattering as it does you and probably a lot of other people. I just remember we had we we like DVR. We had a big like watch party at the house I was living at the time, and we DVR the the Russell Athletic Bowl because we knew it was there's going to be a little bit of overlap. There was there no black. There was okay. We we missed like half of the first quarter was over by the time the UK basketball game ended. So but everybody was like we're not paying attention. We're not paying attention. But then my friends forgot to silence their like phone alerts from ESPN. And so when when Miami got that safety to start the game, they're like, "Oh no!" Like everyone's phone was like, "Miami leads two nothing," and this was right when it was obvious that we were going to lose the basketball game. And I was like, "God hates us. Why do we even like this? Is terrible." I think it's hard doing media blackouts to today. Even back to 10, ten years ago, because it should have been easier. I think we all were so upset that we like played a couple of drinking games before it's like kept the, the the game on pause, so we could just like I was like, "I don't want to even know. I don't. I, don't, I can't watch this if we're going to lose both these." That was terrible. I also do remember. I mean, again, to be young for some of these games. The the Boise State game, we all went to. It was my sophomore year of college. We all went to Lexington and stayed at our, our friends' apartments. They had they, they're saying about the Maritarian Bowl game. Yeah, the, no, the 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 the, the Liberty Bowl. The oh, the Liberty Bowl we were State talking game. about. Okay, yeah. oh, you didn't go. I was like, well, I was like, went to that. No, 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 I did. I did not go. Oh, okay. We all went to Lexington. Had a big watch party. Uh, my friends lived in. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Called Royal Lex. Where, like everybody lived sophomore year, so we knew a lot of people were going to be there. And when we were getting beat at halftime, I was drinking heavily. And this was early in the day. It ended up being a very celebratory occasion, but I had a, I had a rough go of it that night. That's one thing I like to hang my hat on. I've been I've been to every Louisville Liberty Bowl game. Have you really? I went to ninety three. I went and I went I went to uh, two thousand, two thousand one, and two thousand four. Jeez, I, I I don't even think about it until I just it didn't even occur to me until I just we're, we're bringing up the Liberty Bowls and I'm like, I'd been to each one of them. It's uh, a good fan fact. It's uh, now because I was gonna not to play negative Nancy over here, which sorry mom, um, like Liberty the bowl you you like you you just you hated the most of us in because to me I say that and I'm thinking the 2000 Liberty Bowl was the one I despised the most. Um, maybe because I was there, it was so cold. It was Colorado State 22 17. It was a Cecil the Diesel Bradley Van Pelt. 
Yeah, it was. It was just. I mean, the the, the atmosphere, and just the, the way we lost the game. And to me, like I was so because like I said, I went to the one when I was like a kid, but like going when I went to this one in two thousand, like it was different. Like I couldn't drink technically, which sucked because me and the three my of the three of us that went to this, only one of us was over twenty one at the time. But we still found a way to get bourbon. But it was just you know, it was me going as a semi adult. You know, my first kind of going to a bowl game as is by myself with my friends and. The way we lost it kind of just always sad. It always made me mad. I but, would say my senior year of, of high school was oh two when we remember it was the, the Florida State year, but also the year we had the highest preseason ranking in program history at seventeen. Lost yeah. to Kentucky, and the, you know the, the Florida State game was great, but the season ended up just being kind of whatever. And that was we got blasted by Marshall in the GMAC Bowl. The next year was the Miami Ohio. My Ohio yeah, blasted was, us in the same game. For what it's worth, we did lose to two really good quarterbacks. I mean, but both in hindsight, both those games sucked. And also, like yeah, the they were the O two game was it was coming off of back to back Liberty Bowl appearances where you're kind of like, all right, this is the best we can do. And we had won the year before, right? Against, uh, BYU. BYU, yeah, Luke Staley breaking his leg, and yeah. to take the step backward the year later, yeah. like that game just kind of like, we weren't excited for the game to begin with, and then we got destroyed by Marshall. Like that game sucked. Also, both the bulk bowls were not fun. Which I kind of also, in hindsight, when you think about it, is it brings the 04 Liberty Bowl back up to its its heights because we're coming off those back to back GMAC losses yeah. to. Future NFL stars. Yeah, for sure. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. We'll get back to you guys. Uh, we had a Gator Bowl mixed in there. But <laughs> Gator Bowl was 06. Yeah, was, that was between the orange and the Liberty. That's what Two of the big bowls we had, we had that Gator Bowl mixed in there with the uh, big stepping on us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got yeah. revenge this year. It's That's right, we did. It's all good. We're back. A couple other notable uh, items to get to, talking about tonight's game. Um, Louisville. This will only be. This is kind of a surprising stat that when I saw it, we've this will only be the sixth time we've played a, a current member of the Pac-12, which is kind of crazy. Only six times. Only the sixth time. We're three and two all time in games against Pac-12 opponents. Isn't that crazy? Well, I know we never played. This is our first against USC, so I, I know that one. I'm assuming you have these opponents in front of you. I mean, I know we played the two games against Oregon State. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we lost the one those, with Charlie. Yeah. We won the game. I know we played Arizona State. We, we played Arizona State. I, I went to that. It was my first football game going to. We played Texas the next week. Um, so that's – have we played California? I feel like I want to say we have. I'm trying to find the stuff. I know we're 3-2. and two. No, we played Utah. We lost to Utah. We played Utah twice. Yeah, so – yeah. So, so I, think that, I think that's it. We that's played it, Oregon okay. State um, Utah. twice, Utah twice, and then Arizona State once. Yeah, we beat Arizona State. Yeah, we beat Arizona State, yeah, because they were ranked when we beat them, I believe. I think they were like like twenty fifth or something like that. When we beat them back in ninety five, ninety six, whatever year it was. Yeah. So that's okay. I mean, how many times this, this is only the like this is only the second time we've ever even played a bowl in California? Yeah. No, Pasadena. Pasadena bowl. was the other one. Was a tie. Long Beach State tie, nineteen seventy. Yeah. The closest. I mean, the closest coming to it, I guess, would have been Arizona when we played. Or I guess, yeah, I don't know, maybe, but. Yeah. Back USC to Cal, back to Cal, going back, going to, back Cali, to Cali, Cali, Cali. USC, by the way, twenty four and twelve all time in games against ACC teams. Uh, they've had a lot more experience. They are just three five and one though all time in games played in San Diego. So, suck it. <laughs> they don't like San Diego and LA. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> why would why would you why would you like the city that's better than you? Uh, crazy stats that I, th- this is my favorite stat of the season so far, and actually it goes back to last season. Louisville's held each of its last sixteen opponents scoreless on their first offensive drive of the game. The Cards have scored in their opening drive nine times in that same span, eight times with a touchdown, which is a big part of the reason why we're outscoring opponents ninety to twenty-one in the first quarter so far this season. 
Pitt and Miami, the only two teams that have scored against Louisville in the opening frame in 2023. Still pretty cool. Okay. Getting off to good starts. It's important. We are 19-2 and over the past five seasons when shutting out our opponent in the first quarter. Unfortunately, one of those two losses was a last game against FSU, who led us 3 nothing at halftime after not scoring in the first quarter. Don't like that. Don't like that either. Don't like that at all. We have won 14 straight games when holding our opponents scoreless in the first half. I don't expect a shutout tonight, though. I like. I think I think, our deep, I think our defense can make some nice plays, but I think I don't. Yeah, I, we'll we'll give our scores later on, but yeah, I, I don't expect a shutout. I'll say that much. Final little notable tidbit: We have won the coin toss in 10 of 13 games this season. Yeah, we've we, deferred and gotten a defensive stop all 10 times. Wait a minute, we're, we've won the coin toss 10 times and we have 10 wins. We have, and we lost it against. We've we've only lost the coin toss once when we've won. We lost it against Pitt. We lost it against Florida State. I think the only other time that we lost the coin toss was against. Um, it wasn't against UK. It was against okay, somebody else. Good. Okay, I was gonna say don't say UK. No, yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was somebody. It was somebody we actually won. It may have been Virginia, but we have been coin toss champions all all the all, all season long. Champions of the coin. Champions of the coin. All right, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. T-shirt's gonna read since the champions of the coin. Texas says, if Trevor considers a 6-6 six and six Vatek team good, then I guess you all did play a pretty tough schedule. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean they're a bowl game. They're a bowl team, right? I mean, isn't that the thing? Isn't that what you hang your head on is playing a bowl team? Yeah. Win or lose? I mean, win, or obviously win. I mean, so yeah. I mean, Vatek wasn't bad. I mean, they're not a great team, but. They're fine. They're, all, they're, 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 they're six and six. They are a 6-6 six and six team. Texas, which under-the-radar players are you expecting to see more from in the bowl game? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, UofL did not put out a depth chart for this game. I think they just put out one today. And it's not like – there's not a lot of shocks on there. Keewon Brown, I mentioned as a third-string running back, I think you may see him a little bit today if they give carries away from Maurice Turner and Isaac Garendo. Um, I'm sorry. I just got distracted by that text that you read about the six and six. Yeah. I got distracted. I guess you responded to that guy like on Thursday of last week. Yeah. He was like, I, I saw that text. It was like, <laughs> I did, for, for record, I don't think you, I think that might be one of the, A, your longest response to somebody. It's the only time I've responded to anybody on the text. Line. And the immediately, hey, it's your first. Yeah. I think you've said like thanks to somebody before. Or, you know, or, or something like maybe in that manner. But yeah, you because just, I answered his text on the show where he was talking. He's like, Mike, you just, you, you're, I was like, that's not what I said at all. And then he like said it, sent it into KRC. He's like, Rutherford, he like, Rutherford ignored what he said. I was like, no, that's not what I said. I was like, I don't think you're listening to the show. The only part of that, I, even, I just couldn't get past the part like, I think you're confusing my voice with Trevor's. Well, because you kept saying, I don't think anybody's ever done that. Yeah. But he kept saying, like, what your exact line he kept attributing to me. And I was like, that's oh. not what I said at all. He's like, you should take credit for it. Yeah. Should have. <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, people around this world in the, in the radio business would die to have my line. Damn right. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry to be distracted from. Yeah, the I don't even know what we're talking about. It's I couldn't help. I was just, I was just shocked to see you reply to somebody. Because like, like I said, it was your first one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Brown will be my answer. Uh, defensively, I don't know. Like at cornerback, for instance, we have Storm Duck and Quincy Riley listed as the starters. Cameron Kelly and Devin Neal are the starting safeties. We've only got one backup listed in the entire secondary. It's Trey Franklin. So if you had a couple guys get hurt or somebody's not playing well, like I don't even know who we would put in at this point that we haven't seen. I mean, I don't know, you play Aaron Williams, who we haven't seen a whole lot. Like, I've got no idea. They're not really showing their hand with this depth chart, but uh, Keelan Brown, whatever, he, uh, he'll be my answer there. Texas says, I have family in Springfield too, and they were part of the KP Mafia, so I've seen them on Christmas, and they all want KP gone now. 
Yeah. You have very few KB supporters at this point that aren't just like UK fans being, you know, smart Alex. I did like that this person started with, did Santa put his sack in your mouth, Mike? Is that why he comes once a year? <laughs> Can you say that? <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm sick. What do you want me to say? My 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 voice is gone. This is the second time that of all people who get us in trouble on non WG, it's not me. <laughs> I just read the text. I didn't even I didn't didn't know what it said. <laughs> Texas when trying to come oh, up with Lord. the name Roger Moore, Trevor's brain also tried to combine it with fellow Bond actor Timothy Dalton, did. but didn't know the name Timothy Dalton, so it came became up with Roger Daltrey, the lead singer of the Who. <laughs> The beautiful mind of Trevor Kelsey. He's not lying at all. But I'm glad he brought it up because Roger Moore was the guy I was trying to think of. And I did mix it with Timothy Dalton and turned it into Roger Daltrey. It's hilarious. You didn't even catch on to that. No, I had no idea what you were talking about. Well, I mean, I knew, I knew it wasn't Roger Daltrey because I knew he's the lead singer of The Who, but I couldn't remember Roger Moore because that's in the Lost in Translation movie. That's the whole. The only bit that made me laugh a little bit was when he's doing the picture. The, the photo shoot, and they're like, be, give me Roger Moore. And he's like, he's like looking at him like, what? <laughs> like the old Bond guy. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says, Sekou Kona. Yeah, that's the the basketball player that we're now recruiting. Is that is it? Okay. Well, we've, we've been recruiting him for a while. and I'm assuming he's a two-star out of South Africa? You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> um Yeah, he, like he, I guess he took a visit over the weekend, but he's, his only other scholarship offers are – to Indiana State, Loyola, Miami of Ohio, and, and UW-Milwaukee. <laughs> well, hey, UW-Milwaukee's got a good tradition. At least we're getting players to visit now. First it's Carter Knox, now it's Sekou Kona. There we go. Let's, cool name. Let's go. Feeling good. I, I love when you got a name that you can't tell where the last the first name ends and the last name begins. Texas before Georgia Tech, Trevor said he was actually a 12 out of 10 confidence level and also predicted that we would just win by 14. Against USC, <laughs> he's saying 7.4 out of 10, but we blow them out. The man might not make sense, but at least he's consistent. <laughs> Thank you, Texter. It makes no sense, but yeah. Inconsistency better than sense? In a different way, it makes perfect sense. I mean, is, is that not right? Is consistency better than sense? No. I mean, if you, you can be consistently terrible and consistently wrong. But at least you're consistent, right? No, that's not better than sense. Than I don't know. I'd like to debate that. It's a terrible answer. I disagree. <laughs> Texas, what about boiled custard? To throw on the coach? No, let's not that's do that. disgusting. That would hurt, wouldn't it? I mean, I, I'm talking about, I was talking about hot cider on the guy. You're talking about boiled. Is that even a traditional like holiday thing? I don't know. Right. Texas, oh, this is definitely an angry guy because he always used the same word. Mike, the persona you try to give off of yourself on this radio show resembles nothing of what you look like in your family Christmas picture. Hashtag dweeb. It's no wonder you can't handle eggnog. <laughs> he can't handle eggnog. He always uses dweeb, which is the giveaway. Uh, first of all, you can't handle your eggnog. I mean, that's clearly is what it is. <laughs> Why are you following my family pictures? Well, you posted it on the Twitter account. I posted one picture of our family picture, yeah. It said Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I, just, it, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a... it's. A family dweeby picture, but that's what you do, right? I mean, and that's, yeah, uh, I mean, it's you kind of have to do that. It's the part of being married and having the wife and kids, right? You yeah, gotta, I mean, my my choice for our Christmas card was actually like me in a leather jacket, <laughs> yeah, looking like Marlon Brando with sunglasses, and my kids <laughs> lie around me. But we opted, me, I got outvoted. We went for the let's sit in it as a family in a park. Picture. Uh, have you have you had to do my cousin, um, uh, her and her husband? When she he had like he's got like six kids when they got married because he had like two sets of twins before they married so mm. my cousin basically married and has like now like eight kids 
but they do their Christmas card, and I saw them on Facebook. They posted like their Christmas thing on Facebook, and they do this thing where they're all wearing the same outfit. Like everyone's got the same pants on, the same shirt. Have you done one of those kind of Christmas photos with the family yet? No, we don't do the matching jammies. Okay, like yeah, that. that's what it was. They were jammies. They're all like Danny does. The, his family does the matching jammies picture <laughs> every year. Like, I want to be like that's just. I don't know. Maybe it's the single guy in me. It's like I feel like that would be like just like a, a part of me would die inside if I if I was in a relationship. She's like, we let's got to do this picture. I'm like. Just kill me. Yeah, I mean, I like, I, you know, twenty-two-year-old Mike had all this whole list of things that he would never do when he yeah, got older. And you get older and you get married, and you're like, who cares? It's fine. Well, that's if, true. If, if ever, yeah, yeah if, if she likes it, if the kids like it, you're like, whatever. <laughs> happy life, happy life. I yeah, mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter. I'm like, yeah, but like, no, we've never done the matching. Well, so, will you do outfits. the matching? Well, you are you thankful that Mary is not a fan of that herself? Yeah, I mean, she hasn't. She, yeah, she has. Like the kids have matching jammies, but we haven't done like the adults do the matching jammies thing either. I don't. Th- I can't see us getting into that. You need to do the old school Sears photo. I don't know if they do that anymore, Trev. <laughs> I like how you call me Trev. Not sure you can find a Sears around here. <laughs> well, but you can still get the photos made, right? I don't think so. Like the one where you're looking at a distance from on one side, and they and have like the, the <laughs> yeah, like the the faint uh, image above you. Oh yeah, no. I, you had to have one of those in your house, didn't you? No. Oh, I did. I had my. I was taken in one. We of know those. you. You had the Latrell Sprewell jersey. <laughs> that was another one I did. Yeah. Texas says if the Lions win out, they will have the two seed over Philly due to common opponent record. We're coming for that two seed. Will they? Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. That sucks. That I means- mean, I, I don't like their chances against Dallas this weekend, but it'd be nice. And the Eagles, like you said, they two very easy easy games to end the season. Well, that's. I kind of need y'all not to. Yeah. <laughs> did you happen to me skip the one about the Photoshop text? But it's yes, I did. <laughs> I already read one that's gonna get me in trouble on nine seventy. <laughs> I love it. I won't, I'm trying I, to read ahead a little I'm bit now. I'm kinda hoping he sends it. I, I don't want to don't tell me about that texter who you know you are. Send me the picture. I wanted that. <laughs> Texas says my birthday is January second. Always went back to school. The parents were hung over from New Year's. Yeah. Uh, once I overheard my mom say to dad, Oh bleep, it's Lori's birthday. She still came through. <laughs> that would be tough. I mean, that's sixteen. January second's bad. Yeah. Could you could you think you would ever forget a kid's birthday? No. I mean, I mean, sixteen candles moment where like maybe Virginia's it's her wedding weekend and you're trying to get that and it happens land on John's birthday. It week. would have to be something like that where yeah, you're just so insane. busy. Yeah, because Virginia's is the beginning of September. John's is the end of October. So I you know, I feel like I should be. Like, there's not a whole lot going on, but it, yeah, if it was something like crazy work week or whatever, I, I still can't imagine that I would. Like like I said, sixty cans moments. The sisters getting married, and so that's how they forget, you know, everything. The hecticness of the planning a wedding, and they forgot about the Molly Ringwald birthday. I would be more worried. Like, she was turning sixteen. That movie. It's kind of hard to forget. Yeah. I'd be more worried about like anniversary. The older we got, but like anniversaries right around my birthday. Like it's, it's, it'll be hard to forget the anniversary. I hope so. Knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have a. <laughs> The longest relationship I had, our anniversary was like on Valentine's Day, so it was easy to remember. I mean, there aren't like that many days to remember. I feel like you know, it's just like you know, a couple birthdays, one anniversary. I mean, can't you put it in Facebook and just have that remind you like birthdays and stuff? Well, I don't really get on Facebook anymore. Yeah, but I mean, you can check it for memories and things. Sure. Texas, can we just take a moment to think about Angry Guy? He's a presumed UK fan who spends five days a week listening to the majority of an opposing fan base's radio show just to get a few insulting text messages read on air. Am I the only one who thinks he's a grown man living in his mom's trailer? He also does this from multiple numbers, which is incredible, which he's admitted now. Remember he said, like, whenever I use the text machine, it gives me a different number? He's the only one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
Uh, I think he's an adult. I don't think he's living in his mom's trailer. I think he probably, he may live with his mom, but I, I wouldn't think he's in a trailer or in a basement. And honestly, I mean, it's say, hey, listen, you want it. Sometimes what do they say? You listen to your, the Howard Stern analogy is that the people who hated him, listen to him two hours longer than the ones that loved him. They just want to hear what he says next. I think it's actually somebody who does a radio show here from seven to nine in the morning. Ooh. <laughs> Scoots? <laughs> yes. I think it's Denison. Maybe it might be. Denison. Hell, I don't put anything past beers any day. Which, by the way, I'm going to plug if you, uh, if you don't want to watch the UFL game, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, we do have high school basketball coming up at 710 pregame here on uh, Seymour at New Albany tonight on this channel. Classic Southern Indiana rivalry. <laughs> hey, give me credit for remembering the game. They're all rivals. I remember, at least I remembered the game. Okay. That's my favorite thing about every Southern Indian game we have. It's like, big rivalry here. Like, they're all. <laughs> hey, the Hoosier Hills are all cutthroat, okay? In 49 other states, it's just basketball. That's right. It is. Texas says, what's one year of law school Mike's take on FSU versus the <laughs> ACC? Do you think they have a chance? You, he didn't have me one year. He had a semester. Had a year. Okay, a week, whatever. Is that the running joke now? Are you playing into it, or do you genuinely forget? I can't keep track. <laughs> I'll let you figure that one out. That's, I think you genuinely I, know I now. would tell you, but then again, it wouldn't be as much fun for me. I'm pretty sure you genuinely know Keeping now. you on, 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 like, on, like on a worm at the end of a hook is, is part of the joy I get in coming in today. I think the ACC is going to win. I, I, I mean, I think if anybody could get out of the grant of rights, they would have done it already. I agree. I think that you know, Florida State's hired the best lawyers. Like they, if, if, There's been a million stories over the past five years where it's been like, Florida State's trying to leave the ACC, breaking news, and we're like, we know. Like, like, you know, it's, it's all just posturing until they can actually figure out whether or not there's a loophole or if they're going to have to just pay this $100 million. And I, don't, like, I think if there was a way to get out of it, they would have already gotten out of it by now. Cool, you want to leave the conference. We know. You don't need to take proper votes. Like the, you don't need your board of trustees involved. We, we know exactly what you want to do. And uh, good luck doing it. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, more about the Holiday Bowl. We'll make some predictions. We'll hear more from you guys. And then we'll turn things over to the pregame show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. in just under two and a half hours. Man. This is kind of like... I, get, I, I still get... I don't care. I, get, I, I love I, it. I hear this song at other stadiums all the time, baseball, basketball, football, whatever, but not only when I play it here for this at 530 do I get more pumped up or when I hear it for our team. You are banging on tables, banging oh, on the wall I'm again. I'm banging everything in sight in here. I, okay. I can't get... Well, a, I, <laughs> it does kind of like... This sort of reminds me of growing up that like Christmas Eve... Where you get that, you're still like the best is yet to come. The big event is still to come, but you get that first kind of glimpse of like, oh man, I don't want this to be over. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now with this football season. It's been so fun. I don't want it. I don't want to be over because I don't want basketball to come back. Well, I was gonna say, and then it's also like winter break where it's like, oh, the football games, you know, Christmas is over. You still got a couple days to hang out and have fun, and but like then school's coming back. 
this year basketball coming back is like school coming back. That's how it feels. It's like, well, <laughs> three months to get through this till we get to spring break. Like that's 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 how it it's feels. Gotta be, what, what was the worst year? Like I don't know. Sixth grade was my I, was the one I hated the most because my, all my friends as agriculture almost all went to Cameron. Like no, like I was I had to, I had to learn all new people like my sixth grader at Westport. It was kind of sucked. That's tough. Yeah, that was which it worked out because almost all those people I stayed with through those three years though. And some of my oldest friends I met in seventh grade. But, yeah, like, that was the year. Like, that was the, my worst year was sixth grade. Like, that was the one I just did not want to go to the most. It Plus, always, it was weird because you're transitioning from elementary to the middle school, you know. Yeah. It, it was a weird time in life. Middle school is a very weird time in life. Yes. Just get through it, kids, if you're listening to this. First of all, don't listen to the show. Second of all, <laughs> yeah, probably. if you are 12, 13 years old listening to this, just get through those years. It'll, <laughs> it, it gets better. And if you are, don't tell don't tell your parents it's on CPS. But, I mean, football <laughs> this year, I, I know that – we ended the regular season and I guess started the postseason, if you want to refer to, to the Florida State game as the postseason, yeah. on sour notes. Losing Kentucky sucks. It's going to continue yeah. to suck throughout the offseason. Playing the way we did against FSU was not great. But still, I don't think there's any way that you can paint this 2023 campaign, Jeff Brom's first as UofL head coach, as anything other than a wild success. And, and my goodness, it was so fun. I mean, just to be able to you know, talk about the potential, the long shot of being in the playoff in like early November was crazy and so much fun. Clinching the the conference championship with a road win over Miami, incredible. The Notre Dame game, storming the field, all that stuff. Uh, just just you know, the, the the comeback wins, finding ways to make plays in the fourth quarter when that had been such a an issue for us under the past regime. It's been so great. And tonight it comes to an end, and I'm going to be sad to see it go regardless of how this game plays out. Here's hoping that it ends the right way and we can have some fond memories, some fond final memories before we start looking ahead to 2024 and the guys we're going to get in the transfer portal and who's going to play well in spring practice and all that stuff and the way the schedule is going to fall. We we need to end this thing the right way tonight. And then we'll go out on a a high note with this win, with the transfer portal news coming in, all going into a a season where you know, we've got all this momentum into a year where now 12 teams get to play for the championship. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have. T- I mean, loving to have Brom, you know, in 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 eighteen would have been great. The timing of getting him back now is just is 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 perfect, though. The cool thing, and especially if you win, because people talk about how these bowl games being meaningless, meaningless, but still, they resonate on a national level. You're gonna have people watching this game tonight that probably oh, yeah. haven't seen a ton of Louisville. And I mean, we, what's we'll, our competition tonight? Yeah, well, there's a, a second game on. Texas A&M plays, I think, Oklahoma State at nine o'clock in the 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 Texas Texas Bowl. Yeah. Um, but like people will be watching Louisville. And we're gonna have some guys that probably play well tonight that are gonna come back. Ashton Gelade, if you haven't heard of him, and you're a national person, you may be like, "Damn, that guy's really, really good." Um, I'm excited about Louisville next year. And if you win this game, I do think, and I know it's meaningless on the surface, but. Everybody does these really early top 25 polls the second that the college football playoff ends. They do it for college basketball, too. And they're even more devoid of meaning now than they were five years ago because it's so hard to keep up with rosters and there's still a ton of transfer portals shaking out. But I guarantee it, especially if we win, even if we lose, we're going to be in a lot of these early top 25s for next year because of how we played this year and because of what Brom has already been able to to put together in the transfer portal. And that's like... It means something. If if you're a recruit out there, you're going to see Louisville pop up in these top 25s. It's good for the brand, especially now moving into this new era where the ACC is going to be one of the have-nots with the the, the Big Ten and the SEC expanding. So, like, tonight's still an opportunity for UofL to not just put a proper cap on what has been a fantastic four-month period of time, but it's also a, a chance to 
keep that momentum going and, and keep the, the the Jeff Brom brand building here as we get ready for hopefully bigger and better things. And like you said, with the the twelve team playoff starting next year, stuff like that matters even more now than it than it has in the past. Where the playoff making being one of those semifinalists has seemed like. A uh, pipe dream at, at best. The future's so bright, we need our shady rays. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We're going to take a few texts. You almost laughed on that one. It was good. <laughs> and then we'll make some predictions about tonight's game to wrap up the show. Texture says, I'm just now realizing that we did a Top Gun preseason hype video, and now we're playing a game where Top Gun was filmed, and we haven't played a Pac-12 team since Oregon State in 2005. I think we actually we played Oregon State again in 2010. Yeah, we played we played them the year with Adam Froman. Yeah, Froman. Yeah, he did a fumble at the goal line. That was the last time we played a Pac-12 yeah. team. But I, I did see that they went to the bar where they filmed the uh, "You've Lost That Loving Feeling." Scene yeah, I mean, I remember Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, being being uh, AVA it was based in San Diego. Makes sense. Yeah, but it's cool to see the team. Like you know, it started with that video that made some some national yeah. waves. Now it's ending with them visiting some of the the, the filming locations. It is pretty cool. That's that's, yeah, that's cool. Nice little sunrise sunset there. Texas, how about Lamar? Let's talk about that for the next four months and not b-ball. I would love to talk about Lamar for the next four months sure. of basketball. The guy's very cool. <laughs> I am like, don't get me wrong, it's still a dream, but it would be so me sports fan. It's like if the Lions finally make a Super Bowl to have to go up against like my favorite U of L player of all time and you know trying to build his legacy and with the Ravens like Lions Ravens Super Bowl would be it'd be, it'd be tough for me. No, the only Super Bowl that would make me smile more than the. Make me smile. Other than the Eagles being in it, obviously, would be a Lions versus Browns Super Bowl in in Las Vegas. That's what my father in law is a huge Browns fan. And I mean, just, after the first week of the season, he was like Lions Browns. I'm calling it. And that, like over Christmas, he was like, it's, I'm still sticking with it. Well, Lions like, Browns. It's like it's also in Vegas too. I mean, it's just it just kind of it'd be perfect to have it. I mean, your first Super Bowl ever in Vegas. I mean, the, the it's just the, the hype around it, having the two. Oldest franchises in the newest Super Bowl location, which is probably going to host a bunch of Super Bowls. I don't know if we'll ever have more than the Superdome, but you know, it'll have it'll have some it'll have its fair share when it's all said and done. I'm sticking with my I'm goal of it. just having the Lions win one playoff game this year. Baby steps. <laughs> if they win a playoff game this year, I'll be happy. It hasn't happened since '91. It needs to happen this year. Texture says, "Is Branch a don't kick the ball to Devin Hester type guy? If so, don't kick him the damn ball. He is." We need to keep the ball out of uh, Jeremiah Branch's hands as much as possible. Zachariah Branch's hands as much as possible because he is—he's a game changer. Like, like he can. I don't think that they're going to be able to run the ball effectively against us. I do think that they can throw it a little bit on us. But Branch is one of those guys where you can do everything right for a couple plays, and then you get like a third and ten. They throw a little swing pass to him. He can make three or four guys miss and take a uh, an easy play and turn it into an eighty-yard touchdown. Like. He can single-handedly flip this game, and you just you've got to get the, keep the ball out of his hands as much as possible because he's that good. Even they had their, Lloyd, their, their start running back. They didn't run the ball a lot. They're not a great running team. Lincoln Riley is a pure air raid spread coach. I mean, he's going to throw the. His idea of running the ball is throwing a screen pass. Well, and he's you know he, he did have the potential number one pick in the draft, so understandable that you would want to use him. Bobby Lloyd had yeah 116 carries this year. Calvin Williams, Calvin Williams, Caleb Williams, excuse me, had 97. So. <laughs> Jeez. That texture did start the, the, the text, his text today. Says, Mike sounds great. Trevor sounds great. Nothing can dampen the spirits of a mighty Cardinal victory. All hell you of Yeah. It's not a fluco. It's a flat. Not a fluco. <laughs> I like that. It's a good title, by the way. Now that you watch the Runberry Run, you need to watch that Jason Kelsey one, too. Okay. I'm telling you, even as a non-Eagles fan, you would like, it's, very, it's really good. 
Texas, I always find it funny that Matt Jones and his minions always say Louisville media is so easy on UofL and UK media is very tough on UK. It's delusional. I mean, that's how it goes both ways. I mean, it's how yeah. it is. I mean, I mean, also, like, the UofL media has exposed like a million UofL scandals and UK media has done nothing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, because Sporty was was one that original ones that broke the ones in the nineties, and then Tim Sullivan was always writing stuff about yeah, UofL. I mean, now granted, the you know the the latest one wasn't UofL media related, but well, Forty did break it. D- yeah, you're right. I guess he technically did. You're right. That tweet was the original mm-hmm. thing that snowball that started. It was like five o'clock on a Friday. And we're like, what is he tweeting about? What's going on? Texas Trevor, are you wearing the new Hoka's? Oh, that's from my boy. Yeah, well, that's my shoes. My new new kicks. Hokas are they're all in. Is that what those are? Yeah. I, like, like when I saw it, I was like, I've never because I've never owned anything but Nikes, with the exception of the one year I had the Kevin Johnsons, uh, back in like seventh grade or whatever. My wife has a pair. I think they're. I've never and they're not. They're really cool. But like when I opened the box, and I was like, okay, I hope, is that like is that, I was like, is that like the new like the newest like SoundCloud rapper shoe? Like is that who it is? Is it the Travis Scott shoe or something? I know they're big for women. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not just saying that. I just I know that. What, what are you saying? I think that they now make well, men's shoes too. Well, and, and he told me he's like these are like the number one running shoes. I'm like, well, that's right, perfect for me, right? Yeah. I'm like, thanks. Where's the number one? Sit around the house and not get up. How? <laughs> like, that's the shoe I'm looking for. And for the record, I'm not wearing them today. Go to the number one DoorDash shoe of 2024. <laughs> uh, I'm not wearing them today, uh, but I did try them on last night, and they do fit. Uh, but I have I need to break them in a little more. Speaking of DoorDash, during the break, I looked at DoorDash and just Google uh, searched eggnog on DoorDash to see if anybody would deliver eggnog. The only thing that comes up in the results is the eggnog milkshake of Steak and Shake. Might be worth it. Does that count? Be a little cold. <laughs> just pouring the eggnog milkshake down to my face. I'd have to get two of them, right? We can't do this on 970. I mean, <laughs> can't get two shakes, though, right? Probably. I'm thinking I'm going to stop at the store. I'm going to stop at Walgreens over here around the corner and see if they have eggnog. Texas, will Plummer be opting out tonight to prep for the XFL draft? See, this, uh, is, what, this is what Crawford's talking about. People are so mean to him. Shouldn't, that joke should have been funnier. Like, you should have said that last week, though. Like that, That's a little too late for that joke. I think Jack Plummer's going to play well tonight. I think he will, too. I think he's going to be the – it's my bold prediction. I'm getting it out there right now. He's bold be, or bold? Bold. Holiday yeah. Bowl MVP, Jack Plummer. Ooh. It's happening I'm leaning – that's a that's I'm not gonna argue. I might go. I might steal that one from you. Texas this Tulane Stadium in the '60s had a seating capacity of eighty-one thousand. It was the home of the Sugar Bowl until the Superdome opened. Yeah, I gotta stand correct on that. I it was actually seventy-four. I knew I, I was partly right. Uh, Tulane Stadium, yeah, it was nineteen seventy. They hosted seventy-two and seventy-five. But the year I was I was thinking was in seventy-four. They were supposed to host it, but then the NFL pulled Astrodome at the last minute and said it was too small, and instead moved it to Rice Stadium. Hmm. Which did hold 75,000. Texas, as much as I hate to admit it, we've never... Angry Guy is taken from four different numbers today. We've never been the better program between us and UK. Yes, we have. I mean, even UK fans say when we started playing in the 80s, we were clearly the better program. I'm going to start calling these these individual numbers back that he just... Please do. Just just to see who answers the phone. Texas, I hate how long the bowl games are from the last game of the season. Will the playoffs start earlier going forward? Yeah, because you've got three rounds. Yeah, well, you've got to... Yeah, you'll have to... They'll start... I guess because they want them to end at the same time right now, like second week of January, right? Like yeah. right now, the the championships the second week of January, correct? It's like yeah, it's tenth, eleventh, twelfth, somewhere. Yeah, and they want the, the, the even with the tournament, they want it to still end around that same time. I think yeah. So the, the set of the first games will be like late. Dis- let me see. So the the first round will be December twentieth and twenty first. 
Because only only the semifinals to the finals will have two weeks between it, I think. Yeah, the first round games will be the 20th and the 21st. The quarterfinals will be the 31st and the 1st. The semifinals will be the 9th and the 10th. And then the championship game is going to be January 20th. So they're just pushing back. Yeah, I don't, it's, so it's a month. Month-long tournament. I mean, I have no problem with that. That's pretty late for... I mean, I guess you got I mean, they're going to have to do it with the conference championship games eventually. Like, you're going to have to take a week. That's not going to happen, dude. It's too much money. They're going to have to do it, though. I don't know. What they'll do is they'll, just, they'll take away a regular season game and push the conference title game up a week. You're probably right. I mean, that's the best, the most logical thing to do, which is going to suck for. I wouldn't say it's going to suck for robberies, but robberies have been getting, like, basically bent over right. for, like, the last 10 years anyway. And I think they're probably going to. Eventually, they'll just go to, like, 11 game conference schedules with these leagues that have 20 teams and just say, we're not playing any non conference games. Pretty, pretty much is. Which will, I'd be honest with you, you do that, that's going to make the tournament very interesting. It will, but because it's also it, impossible to see. Like, who's the best? Like, you know, they beat all these. We think that the SEC right. is the best conference, but do we know? I mean, it's but it's gonna it's gonna give it kind of that like or, like before before interleague play World Series kind of feel though, which I I do kind of miss in baseball a little bit. Shocking that you missed something from the past. <laughs> what, are you, what are you what are you insinuating there, Mr. Rutherford? Texas says March Madness being the same tournament layout as the NCAA baseball tournament would be an upgrade in my mind, change my mind. Also, would be super lucrative with more games. No, I don't know. Don't mess with the NCAA tournament. Yeah, never do. B- baseball can be kind of confusing. You want a double? You want two double elimination mini tournaments before no. two cha- like two championships? No, makes no sense. I'm fine with it being the way it is. That would also take forever. Texas is hard to understand. Uh, I'm not reading that. Texas, would you rather the Lions? <laughs> you got close, <laughs> man. You did. Texas, would you rather the Lions not get a bye to have a better chance of ending the playoff losing streak? No, I'd, I'd rather have the bye. He's referring um, to me or you, by the way. Well, you said the Lions. No, I meant the protector you wouldn't read. I don't know. We don't need to read that. <laughs> I know. I'm just curious. Okay. Uh, I'd rather have the bye. Give me the bye. What, with the Lions winning? Yeah, a- of course. I mean, we, we, to be one game away from the oh, NFC yeah. Championship, yeah, you take the I bye. Mean, you, over the last time you were in the playoffs in this situation, you had a bye. Texas, hopefully Brahm has prepared the team for how much the USC band plays during the game. My son goes to USC and we've been to games. However much you think they play, add 1,000 times. Oh, it's every play where they do. Every USC game. Every play. Also, I don't know why this is – I'm the this is I'm the only one that will say this. Like Also, the USC band, the first thing I think of is Fleetwood Mac. Why? Because one of the first – like I remember there's this old music video, Fleetwood Mac. I don't remember what Fleetwood Mac song it is. And in the video, they're like in – like the USC Gypsy. Rose Bowl stadium, yeah, and the USC band is like in the video with them the whole time. I'm like, as a kid, I just remember being like, that's kind of cool, the whole band. You know? That's why I think of when I think USC band is think of Fleetwood Mac. Dynamite dropping, <laughs> <laughs> not the best, the best. So he was referring to me. <laughs> Virginia Tech, by the way, has won the Military Bowl with a 41 to 20 stomping of Tulane. No, was the right. AC the best conference in college football all along? The Military Bowl says so. Although West Virginia now leads North Carolina 7-0 in the Mayo Bowl. 821 to go. Because they don't have Duke Mayo. Texture says, uh, telling question for you guys. When I say good vibrations, do you go to Beach Boys or Marky Mark first? Sadly, I go to Marky Mark. He said good when I just read good vibrations, I thought Beach Boys first. Yeah, I I should go Beach Boys, but Marky I don't like the Beach Boys. I, I do I say I do. So but that's that's also kind of like the, the my least favorite Beach Boys song would be probably good vibrations of their I think Marky Mark. I mean, come on, man. 
I like the song. I like, I like the Marky Mark song more than I like the Beach yeah, Boys song. Yeah. But I, I do think Beach Boys first. It's about that time to kick back the rhythm and the rhyme. I'm going to get mine. Texter says, the city of Louisville needs to host a bowl game called the Bourbon Bowl. Ever since hearing that bowl on Waterboy, I've never understood why not. Go get a big distillery to sponsor it. What was our bowl that we hosted? Wasn't it the – what was the bowl called that Louisville hosted? They've had one bowl. It was at, it was at uh, Car- oh, Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I can't remember what bowl it was. I, I do think the Bourbon Bowl makes too much sense to not do. Uh, yeah, that's we hosted the Bluegrass Bowl in 1958. I knew it was only one. That's uh, the only one we hosted, right? Yes. Yeah, I knew there was one bowl we hosted. Oklahoma State beat Florida State 15-6. to six. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't. Is it because of the weather here? It's the weather, yeah. But, I mean, you get cold places to get bowl games, too, still. I mean, you get northeast, they're just as cold as we are. Kentucky, by the way, in that game, had received a, uh, a bid to play in the game. But they had received poor treatment from the Louisville crowd during a fifty-one to nothing win <laughs> over Hawaii at Cardinal Stadium in their first season opener. So they turned down the bid. I didn't know that. I remember that. Yeah, their team's letterman voted eighteen to twelve against playing in the game. I just remember that we had a bowling bowl game, and, and the Eagles played there in an exhibition game as well against the Colts. I believe. By the way, Kentucky voted to, to not play in bowl games for three straight years. Their players said no to playing in the Gator Bowl despite a seven-two and one record in Bear Bryant's first season, and again in nineteen fifty-four after going seven and three. Well, did you ever see the Junction Boys? They probably didn't want to have to go through another practice with Bear Bryant. Hmm. A crowd of uh, fifteen thousand watched the game because it was so cold. I'm still. still I'm Kickoff was a temperature of twenty degrees. Two good teams, though. I mean, hindsight. and falling at two o'clock. The playing field was icy and slippery, causing the players to forego cleats. Uh, they actually, wow. Just, the crowd range, many accounts say, were just over 7,000 people attended the game. Okay, but thanks to global warming, we don't have those issues anymore. It's not going to be It's not gonna be cold anymore. I mean, when's the last time we had a winter that cold in Kentucky? During, uh, during especially a bowl? that yeah, that, that time of the year. It's not. I think we feel can be pretty confident it's going to be warm. I think we can put a bowl in, in Cardinal Stadium now. Let's do it. Bourbon Bowl. Texas says, I'm not, you saw my last text from Friday, but Christmas on Death Row is arguably the best Christmas album ever made. Virginia and John would love singing all the carols on that album. Wait, Chris, next year. Chris, is that like the ra- like the rapping Death Row? Yeah. They, they, that album was out like the late 90s. I don't, I don't remember that album. Texas says, the Sugar Bowl and the Russell Athletic uh, take the cake for sure. Total dominance. It was. Yeah. Texas says, the worst Louisville Bowl of my lifetime was surely when Lamar's Heisman year, we got demolished by LSU. Yeah, that one did suck. That was bad. Yeah, I agree. Texas says, it's time to boycott angry guy and his doofy texts. They make me uncomfortable. Nah, you know what? I, I, I like it. I, I don't mind it because... You know, you got you, you can't shut if you start shutting out the opinions of the people who don't agree with you, then you just become what like CNN and Fox News. Well, he also like lives for the show. This is all yeah. he has, I think. <laughs> I'm worried about what would happen to him if we just stopped reading his text. He become my roommate. <laughs> Texas Branch is plus two fifty for any time TD. I might just put some money on that. I'm still bad about the player props. I'm I'm staying away. I'm staying away from my my gambling until I, I I go I go high on Washington and big on Washington this, this next weekend or this weekend coming up. I guess Texas Mike, were you in the media yet when Mike Beasley visited Louisville for the McDonald's All American Game? He was the weirdest on a lot of people's local list. Yes, I did the show with Matt Jones <laughs> at the old downtown studio. And I remember Beasley stuff. Yeah. He was. I've never smelled anybody, and this includes Trevor, who reeked of weed more than Th- Michael Beasley during this interview. Thank you. <laughs> he said. Beasley's setting the bar for me, huh? I don't think he talked either. I think he just sat in the like, he, My man was well, on I, Mars. I, that's different from me. He was on a up, different yeah. planet. Like, this was, yeah. The, 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 it was. 
He was out there for sure. Bill Walker also very out there. I had a friend who actually wow, served as his agent me. back in the day, and he had some incredible stories. Like what? Bill Walker refused to to wear anything but sweatpants for public appearances. <laughs> like he'd go to like very fancy dinners and stuff, and he's like, "I'm I'm wearing my sweatpants. I won't. He was, I'm not going if I can't OJ's wear my sweatpants." Mayo, uh, OJ Mayo's buddy, right? He was. Yeah. They played at Rose Hill together. Yeah, and then he ended up going to Kansas State. He went to Kansas State. Kansas State with Beasley. He did. Yeah, he did. Hey, Mike and TK, it's Ross. Hey, Need Ross. this great season for our cards to end the right way, as Jeff always says. I can't. I don't know if I can read that on 970, but I will say, go cards, crow Krogering. <laughs> That's not a bad. I come on. I'm a little more shocked that we didn't get more Trojan tongue and cheek jokes on the text line today. We're growing up as a show, <laughs> as an audience. All right, cards take it on USC. Cards are a six and a half point favorite. Eight o'clock is the kickoff time. About two hours away on Fox. You can listen right here on 970 WGTK. Trev, Mike, who wins tonight? Who's your MVP? How do you think this thing plays out? I was leaning towards actually a slightly defensive MVP, but you kind of made me feel more. I, I'll tell you right now, for first and foremost, I'm going Plumber MVP. I think he's a huge game tonight. I think he's gonna. Have, I felt like he's gonna have a huge game since it was announced that this was our opponent. Uh, I'm at a seven and a half to a nine point five, depending on your math on my confidence level. But as a finishing score, I'm going to give you right now, Louisville wins this game 41-28. to 28. I like it. Uh, I think it's going to be relatively close. I think USC will be able to score a little bit with us. I think we get ahead early. We stay ahead for most of the game. Jack Plummer, how about this? Over 300 yards passing yep. slightly. Two touchdown passes to Chris Bell. Isaac Garendo also scores on the ground. The defense defends the run well. They get a couple of nice passing plays, maybe a special teams touchdown. We win the game. Don't ask me how we get to this number. 39-33. Cards, 6th, 11 win season in program history. It's going down tonight. You feel like this can be like kind of like the Sugar Bowl a bit where we go up big uh, off of motion and it, it, the game evens out and they, they make it look a little more closer than it really should be? Maybe. I, that's how I feel. Regardless, let's get it done tonight. Last chance to dance. Let's make it happen. Let's enjoy it. Go Cards. Beat USC. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. We ready. We ready. and 96.1 FM, The Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville.